Welcome to Jake's newsletter, the podcast before the podcast, Mean Puke. I'm Jake, and I use this time at the beginning to just plug some stuff, talk about what's going on with Mean Puke uh, before we get into the main episode. This episode is huge. It's probably our biggest episode to date. What we did is because we had a few interviews coming out and we didn't want to miss any music. We didn't miss music. We always miss music. Let's be honest. Like, there's just not enough time in the week to review every single new thing, but we wanted to cover a lot of stuff that was coming out. So basically, this is two weeks in one, um, so it's sort of like a double-length, uh, double-sized episode. First half of the episode, DJ Craig from Bajalvin joins us, and then the second half, Hyro from Elders joins us. Shout out to both of those fellas. Absolutely awesome talking to both of them. DJ Craig had me in stitches. Uh, for a lot of the episodes, so yeah, shout out Bajalvin, shout out uh, Elders, Hyro has a little Elders announcement at the end of the episode, so you're gonna want to stay tuned for that. Something I did recently, Mune Puke is working with the First Issue Club uh, podcast, which is a comic book podcast, uh, they are a podcast I've been listening to a, a, for a long time, I find a lot of comic book podcasts just quite frankly insufferable, um, but First Issue Club has always been super funny, and they share our progressive values. Happy Pride Month, by the way. I don't think we say that in the episode uh, this week. Um, but yeah, uh, we're working together to make playlists. We've wanted to work together for a long time, but... You know, they review comic books, we review music, we weren't sure how to really collab in a way that made sense. But Mean Puke is now making a playlist for them each month, uh, based on like a comic book series or comic book character. This month's uh, playlist was Spider-Man 2099. I've been obsessed with him uh, for a long time actually. I, I have the issue number one, I got it at a like yard sale when I was a kid, and I've read it like... <laughs> a hundred times and um yeah spider-man 2099 he's always had a super cool design to me and you know he's a big part of the new movie which i've seen twice uh like a nerd but yeah that that's what was really inspiring me at the moment that uh greg from first issue club asked me to do this collab so that's who i chose a lot of this was made by just me um the next playlists will be a lot more collaborative uh please check out our discord um because we're gonna start taking recommendations and stuff for prompts and all sorts of fun stuff with these uh collaborations but i'm just gonna give a few of the songs on there i put i'm knower i'm the president in there which is something we reviewed the knower album on this episode the second half i feel like this song kind of is a good thing for spider-man 2099 because he's like the leader of the spider society in the new movie so that's a uh, sort of the reason i put that there uh la nueva era is a song by thel barrio i don't really know what it's about but it says nueva in the name and spider-man 2099 is from nueva york uh new york but the future basically so uh, i wanted to include that aquaregia by sleep token it just fit for me his vibes that song docility by uh from joy i really wanted to have like sort of the heavy and the light uh telepatia by camillo sip 
Timo is a song I really like. Ruler of Everything by Tolly Hall. I put this in because it's about time and Spider-Man 2099 is from the future. There's a lot more songs on here, but the final song is The Future Freaks Me Out by Motion City Soundtrack, which is a song I've loved for a long time. And guess what? Spider-Man 2099 is from the motherfucking future, baby. So that's why I did that. Um, okay, next thing on my list. I'm almost done. Don't worry. Woodland Creatures 3 Tour. It's popping off right now. So at the time this is coming out, they will be playing at Charlotte, North Carolina at the Milestone on June 13th, uh, Tuesday. They're going to be in Atlanta, Georgia at Inner Space. And then June 14th, they're going to be in Orlando, Florida at Will's Pub. Big reminder that all of Mutant Puke, everyone in the podcast is going to be at Will's Pub that day. Uh, it's a big meetup for us, so if you're a fan and you're going to see pulses and whistles ahead, come say hi. Uh, we'll be posting pictures on Twitter, at me and puke, so you'll know what we look like in case you don't. Um, but yeah, come come say hi. We, we are excited to talk to anyone that listens to the podcast. And I also want to shout out, of course, Elders slash Space Corolla 2023 Math Rock Summer Tour. Keely is in Space Corolla. Um, and Hyro, the second guest on this episode, is from Elders, so that's kind of uh, obviously why we're shouting them out. On July 26th, they're going to be in Charlotte, North Carolina. July 27th, they're going to be in Washington, D.C. July 28th, they're going to be in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, I think. And uh, <laughs> July 29th, they're going to be in Highland Park, New Jersey. And july 30th they're gonna be in queens new york where spider-man is from that's his hometown so thanks for listening so much we're gonna get into this long ass episode let's fucking go Welcome to Mutant Puke, a weekly music review podcast. Here's how the show will go. We will review singles, then EPs, and then albums. Each review, we will give our personal rating using the Mutant Puke rating system. How does the rating system work? I'm glad you asked, Jake. We'll give each music release a bronze, silver, or gold medal based on how much we liked it. Releases that get three or more gold medals from the cast are considered Mutant Puke certified bangers okay well what if you hate something we will give that shit a participation trophy and try never to think about it again (laughs) today i am joined (laughs) as always by my lovely cast uh my name is ivy by the way i will be your host my pronouns are she her happy pride month everybody by the way um today i'm joined by our lovely cast of course we have uh keely Hello, uh, she, them, titties joke. I'm doing it again. There we go. <laughs> we also are joined by Jackson. Hey. <laughs> Thank you, Jackson. <laughs> Jackson doesn't have pronouns. <laughs> yeah, don't refer to Jackson, actually. You call me whatever. Um, <laughs> okay. uh, and then Jake, obviously producing. Yeah, he, him. And we are joined by a very special guest, everybody. <laughs> I'm talking DJ Craig Bajalvin uh, is joining us for the podcast reviews today. Would you like to say hello, DJ Craig? Hello, DJ Craig. He him. 
I'm glad you guys thought that was funny. <laughs> You're on just the right podcast, my friend. Yeah, yeah y'all are weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the fuck we are. God damn it. <laughs> I feel like we're pretty uh, based and normie core pilled, actually. Uh, ap- apologies. <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. I, I know that we. Uh, we maybe gave a uh, questionable review of the last uh, Bajalvin release. Um, Bajub stuff. It was well deserved. Yeah. It was so entertaining to listen to. <laughs> well, you you said you had a bone to pick with us. Yeah, which of you said that it needed hyper pop vocals? I just want to talk. <laughs> that sounds like um, an Ivy. Is that, that something like that I Ivy. said? Yeah. It's, Potentially, Ely said that. Per, per chance, <laughs> something I said. Per chance, <laughs> I thought. I thought that Jackson said that. Actually, I'm not sure. Oh yeah, a Jack- lot of blame no, being Jackson passed said around was here. Rondo stomp. No, that that clip of y'all just saying Rondo over and over again was so funny to listen to. You, you were just like baffled by the idea that 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 was a song and like. We we just kept saying it over and over again, and I'm so happy that that was like the one thing you all could ab- agree upon. Is that I was just so stupid. I think that brought everybody up from their respectful participation to a bronze. Actually, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, now that the bones have been picked, it's time to pick through some new music, baby. We're talking first song of the day this is a single from matt watson called flip phone y'all know matt watson he's the funny screamy man from youtube one of the funny brothers um <laughs> he does his solo you just project call them the funny brothers <laughs> people call them the funny brothers that's 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 matt watson super and ryan mega. McGee. super mega the funny brothers yeah. yes uh he also released my album of the year last year that's right see you there was my album of the year last year. I fucking love Matt Watson. You already know I had to throw this shit on the playlist this week. I didn't even know it was fucking coming out this week. <laughs> shit is great. I love Matt Watson. I love this song. I feel like the production feels a lot cleaner versus the album last year. I, there's just something about it. It's a little bit cleaner. The overdubs and the harmony choices are really nice. Uh, Matt Watson comes through making a name for himself, doing the fucking thing. He's making music still. He's not talking about fucking his dad anymore he's so back um i think the instrumental's fun i really like uh a lot of like the upbeat fun little beeps and boops and the blips and blops this is an instant gold for me matt watson can do no wrong in my eyes and when i talk about him fucking his dad i'd like to point out that as i was going through his discography that song has been removed from spotify so if you want to listen to i'm in love with my dad by matt watson it's only on youtube uh, someone had to uh, repost it. So just just in case you're looking for that, uh, that's only on YouTube now. For but, research uh, purposes so only, over. of course. Like ju- just <laughs> yeah, for research. Let's hear from Jackson. Um, yeah, Matt Watson did not appear in my top five last year. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what I said about that album. Uh, I, if I remember correctly, it was okay. This one, I would Jackson say. Reviews be like. <laughs> This one I'll say I think is better like than any of the singles from his last album. But, you know, the goofy uh, Animal Crossing beat. <laughs> his vocal performance is better, noticeably. Uh, but 
just sounds like a. I don't know how to say this nicely. Like, don't don't say it nicely. You don't have to. It's a safe it's space. Okay. <laughs> DJ Craig know. is here. <laughs> sounds like he's just copying homework from like Joji or even fucking uh, <laughs> George Clanton. Oh shit! George Clanton is getting ripped we'll, off. We'll get there. That's a we'll good point. Get there. I feel like he's. I don't know, doing that first phase of Joji, you know, when he was like doing silly songs in the pink suit and slowly transitioning. <laughs> I think that's the same thing that Matt's doing. I think he'll start to transition more into more serious stuff, like not fucking his dad. <laughs> yeah. I feel like he's already there, though. Like no. the album last year was pretty, it wasn't super serious, but it was serious I at, think, at the very least. I think also yeah. the, the quality gets better later on. He said in an yeah. interview with uh, Anthony Fantano uh, <laughs> that, that he was trying to do, like he was trying to move away from just being sad and do like more serious and like upbeat fun stuff. But he ended up still kind of doing a mix between both and still kind of ended up in that sad realm. And I feel like this is kind of in the same place. He's just like in between the silly, goofy, fun stuff and also just being sad. Jackson, did you rate it? No. <laughs> <laughs> give us your rating. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. I'll probably give it a silver. All right. A silver from Jackson. Uh, Keely. So I know I like briefly ragged on Jackson there for a second about about reviews, but like literally I agree with everything that uh that Jackson said. <laughs> like like no note for note everything. Like I I would give an even lower opinion of the Matt Watson album personally. I was not a fan. I like Matt Watson's content. I think he's a funny guy. I didn't care for that album. It's just not really my thing. This song was really good. This song was like a, a genuine like change of pace. If I had any big glaring complaint about it it is the high vocals in the chorus because that feels like funny factor like that that sounds like his joking voice from the videos and then i'm just i just feel like i'm watching a fucking super mega video while you know <laughs> music plays in the background actually need a pretty high iq to just recognize that different pitches of voice can either be funny or not funny that's true depending on the context uh so Keely's an expert yeah, I, I've got I, I, not to brag or anything, but I kind of have like like the biggest single brain cell in here. Um, <laughs> uh, so with that, I'm going to give it a, a very high and endearing silver. Uh, I would like to hear more of Matt Watson in this particular style. Fair enough. And of course, it's time to hear from our very special guest, DJ Craig Bajalvin. Of Bajalvin fame. So I'm, Bajalvin fame. I'm somewhat of a Matt Watson expert. I'm actually wearing my <laughs> super mega hat right now. Let's and go. Some of my friends go. have even told me I kind of look like Matt Watson when I tuck my shirt in. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Not to brag. But, uh, Gangly yeah. and sickly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Anyway. Oh, yeah, the song. Um, so... <laughs> Yeah, this is like this is a Matt Watson song for sure. The it, it's got like the it's got it's been bars right now. I have notes. I swear, it for sure is a Matt Watson. I, I, I swear song. this is going somewhere. He's got the basic lo-fi chords and like the like eight oh eight drums and stuff. It's a it's a nice like melody and 
stuff. I could see it growing on me on repeat listens, but I heard it and I was like, yep, this is exactly what I expected. <laughs> um, I, I'm just going to be the one to say it. The album cover for this sucks. Like, it, it's... <laughs> what? Yeah. It looks no, like I a like 2003 phone. I, it does, <laughs> but... It's just like a picture of him in the middle. <laughs> I don't like. He's he's kind of swagged out though. He's yeah. looking kind he, of fresh. He is kind of quirked up, but I mean, just yeah. I I love this "See You There" album cover. It's so artsy. So I mean, I just yeah. feel like he could have done a little bit better. Um, I bet Jackson made it for him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah to conclude i'm also going to give it a silver i'm going to be super unique awesome well excellent we oh. love we love at least some silvers for my fave and obviously my best friend we're really close me and matt watson before we move um, on from the matt watson i uh since we since we have some super mega fans uh i live by the super mega hooters uh, yep. and I, no Ivy, Ivy, and, Ivy and I plan to burn it down. Yeah, I've eaten there. It's like, whoa, it's, excuse me? What? It's, it's, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not, that wasn't my plan. My plan was to, to, was to rent the space out and film a New Inches Tongue music video there for uh, Femboy Hooters. We, we're going to be the first to do it. And we're going to do it at the Super Mega Hooters. What the fuck in, is up, Hooters? North Carolina. <laughs> The Hooters Grand Slam needs to happen. I just can't believe I live so close to it. Like, when I saw that video, I fucking, I was like, oh, wow, ha, that looks kind of, like, funny and similar to my area. And then they walk past, (laughs) they walk past a fucking sign with the name of my city. I was just like, huh, funny coincidence. And then they went inside. I was like, that's a fucking Hooters by my house. I, I took a picture of it from the car as we were driving past. I, she literally screamed from the back seat, Yo, it's a fucking Holy Super Mega Hooters! <laughs> <laughs> I love, look, I love me some Super Mega, what can I say? But that's enough, that's enough uh, Super Mega talk, if you know what I'm talking wait, about. Wait, wait, I do have oh one more Super God. Mega talk. More Super Mega the talk. Video, the video of Ryan laughing at Kangaroo Jack <laughs> could cure cancer. Hey, uh, where's your phone? Around here, the Denny's. It's actually so soul and in, in nourishing. Is that still Such their most a, viewed video ever? I don't know, but I surely hope so. I didn't know that was that that had that time. I didn't know anyone cares about that kangaroo jack video. It's like thirty seconds long. It's so funny though. <laughs> he laughs it's so, so hard. Oh, I was wrong. It's nowhere near their most viewed video. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of a hipster. I kind of knew about <laughs> it before everyone else. I was in on the ground uh, floor. But we can move on from Super Mega. Sorry. All right, excellent. We will be talking about Sister Sleep, the arsonist, a uh, metalcore post-hardcore band from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, I do believe that they are playing the uh, Atlanta date with, with Sales Ahead and Pulses, correct? On this next tour? Yeah, they're playing some date. Thank you, Jake. Awesome. I, I'd assume it would be the Atlanta date that is yeah, where they're yeah. from, and I do That's remember them sharing it. Uh, <laughs> uh Yeah. Uh, for the most part, I enjoyed this track. Uh, this is the first time I've actually listened to Sister Sleep. I have 
heard of them before and I've seen them uh, tweet on the old bird app. Um, <laughs> I do enjoy the vocal timbre, especially in the, uh, the cleans. I feel like the screams get a little thin and buried in the mix. I'd like those to be like a little bit more, you know, like hear them a little bit more, a little bit more prominent. They did use at the very beginning of the track. That vocal filter, I'm telling you guys. Stop using the vocal filter. <laughs> Not the vocal filter. <laughs> no, no shade. I just, this is like at least the fucking eighth week in a row we've reviewed a song with that vocal filter. There are other vocal filters. We don't have to sound like we're on a radio, okay? No shade. The instrumental has some cool overdubs. I really like some of like that background stuff. I think that gives it um, some definition. Overall, a pretty solid track. It did not capture me uh super well but genuinely was pretty enjoyable so i will be giving them a respectful bronze uh and we will hear from jackson next yeah i was gonna get into what you were talking about i think my biggest flaw is just the overall production whether it's the uh tone of the guitars or the mixing of the instruments and the vocals uh I'm not going to talk about the filter because you've already talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> I think if they changed just the vocal filters, the mixing, the tones, that's almost all of the songs, but I think there's something good here. I don't know. I'd give this a bronze, probably. Okay. Uh, Keely. I'll be honest. My first listen was not as enjoyable as my second, uh, and that's also partially because of what I was listening to it on. But the first listen, the mix came off to me like a little bit unbalanced like i it felt like we wanted the vocals to the front but they kind of went too far to the front and then a lot of the instrumentation either went by the wayside or was like just fighting really hard in the mix to to push its way up upon second listen uh it definitely sat a lot better i like the production uh because i went and i checked out some of their other music as well and i think that this is some of their best produced work uh which is really neat uh the scream vocals were very very good i i enjoy the timbre of the screams a lot i was not the biggest fan of the cleans personally because i I felt like they kind of just hit in an awkward way as the track went like you know it would just go from these really abrasive heavy parts to just a shortcut dead into clean vocal thing um so overall for me i would give it a high bronze because i did really enjoy aspects of the production and i really like the scream vocals but typically the genre just isn't isn't too much for me all righty and craig so unlike matt watson the cover for this one is awesome <laughs> i like the uh the burning house and all the texture and stuff uh the the production i mean you guys keep talking about the production i like the um the like the digital drum fills they would have all throughout like at the end and stuff those are really cool i obviously like those the chorus the first time i heard it i was like eh. and then the second time i was like ooh and like the more i <laughs> ooh <laughs> my vocabulary is amazing um just the the more farther into the song it got the more i heard it the more i liked it so like the repetition made me like it more um and i thought the the song length was just like perfect it wasn't too long or too short so for me this one's a silver all right the respectful silver uh yeah sister sleep the arsonist you can catch them with uh with sales ahead and pulses in atlanta georgia on that date i think jake's been running an ad for it so uh just yeah. go back and listen to that ad again and uh if that date's close to you go check them out <laughs> um moving on though we will be talking about under wraps misery finds you lo-fi rock star from houston texas uh siege this is their um project they are non-binary uh and also in the band rome hero foxes or yeah hey thanks 
Yes. You, you wrote it. You wrote it. Rome Fox Heroes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I love my them. Uh, I love Siege. Siege, my beloved. Uh, they are very, very, very talented. They're very talented instrumentalist on multiple instruments. Very, very talented vocalist um, and very talented producer as well. And Under Wraps is just kind of the mix of everything that they are good at. Everything that. They do extremely well. I love the beautiful ambient vocals. They always have this really fat bass tone that sits super nicely in the mix. Uh, the instrumentals are always like these, you know, big, expressive kind of ambient sounds. They're pretty, they're light, uh, but they also hit really hard. Siege is an excellent, excellent lyricist. They write incredible lyrics like pretty much every song i think they tweeted about this where they said that every song that they release they will have friends <laughs> saying to them and i i can't i can't quote it because i don't remember exactly what they said but they will have friends saying to them like they're crying fucking wanting to kill themselves <laughs> because of the tracks um, all right yeah yeah like is it like the lavender town theme and pokemon it just makes you want to kill yourself <laughs> i guess in that way what a deep uh, i don't joke, know Jake. if this was like a positive <laughs> positive response but <laughs> the lyrics are very very heavy um and siege is very very good at expressing a lot of emotion in every single track and this one is is no different it's 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 incredibly well written it's really pretty, and I'm super, super happy and excited to see more under wraps stuff coming because everything that's been released under that project is just fucking awesome. I love it so much. Gold, a million golds, a billion golds. Siege, I love you, my beloved. Please notice me. Uh, <laughs> Jackson, what did you think of the track? Desperate. <laughs> the new uh, Siege, always. Under wraps. Yes. You know, I would say this is better than the Matt Watson record. <laughs> Single flip phone. Okay. Everybody's it's just, every, everybody's just pulling the Glock on Matt Watson. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> oh no. I think it's just because uh, it didn't have that goofy ass fucking <laughs> Animal Crossing beat. But I'm still going to give it a silver because I think it was still good, but not gold worthy. Maybe later in life. <laughs> Jackson, what what is your fucking Discord profile picture? What is that thing that's dancing on your profile? Yeah, the listeners do not know what you're talking about. It's not a visual. Oh, look, I just I just need to know. I need to know personally. It's related well, to the music it, review. It's one of the because it keeps making me laugh. I'm imagining your voice coming out of that little guy while he's dancing. It's one of the enemies. He's just like fuck Matt Watson. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. Okay, sorry. it's one of the enemies from Hylix too. I fucking knew it. I knew it was some Hylix shit. Thank you, Jackson. <laughs> Keely. <laughs> um <clears throat> so this review goes out to Ivy specifically because Ivy has Let's gotten go. very upset at me in the past uh <laughs> because I used to be um a a a fairly large uh Rome Hero Foxes uh disliker. Uh Rome Fox Heroes. <laughs> yep, you know, we did it again. <laughs> Shows show, shows how much I cared before. Um, it's not Rome Fox Heroes. <laughs> it's literally Rome Hero Foxes. So, with that said... Fox uh, Hero Rome? Shut I, the fuck I, up, Jake. Let Gilly speak. I can't believe this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. On Pride Month, I know. I'm sorry. I'm getting hate-crimed live on the air. Um, <laughs> so, this immediately... Song started like dragged me right in the synth sounds were clean the production was fantastic 
the vocals sit perfectly like this was an immediate gold for me and like i went back and listened to more under wraps and like wow i like i had the danny devito crying my eyes out <laughs> i get it moment um like th this song was the one to finally put the siege pieces together for me like siege my beloved holy fuck this song was very good uh i i have i went into it expecting that ivy and i were gonna put on the boxing gloves and start fucking swinging at each other for this Jesus. um and i'm very excited to report that this is 10 million gold from keely uh i'm now i'm a i'm a believer i get it i i you know Just holy like fuck trick. this was so <laughs> I, I gotta go <laughs> Yes, 10 million gold for me. Uh, what a fucking great... This is my single of the week, I would say, of singles. This is, this is number one. I'd have to agree. God. Siege, my beloved. Anyways, uh, Craig, how do you feel about it? So I'm actually the biggest Matt Watson hater on Earth. This was <laughs> infinitely better. Uh, no, the intro... The intro reminded me of Lock It by Crumb, if anyone knows that song. Um, great song. I love that song. Just like the the the, the oh, vocabulary uh, going through the words in my head, <laughs> just very very pretty and uh, like delicate, and the chord progression is so like beautiful and interesting. I I personally just hate like basic pop chord progressions. I always like pick them out in songs when they're there, and it just takes me out of it. So anything with like more than four chords automatically uh, thumbs up from me. <laughs> Uh, this song, this song totally earned its five and a half minutes. Like that's kind of a long song nowadays, but like it did not feel like it. I was like immersed the whole time. Totally just got lost in it. So yeah, this one's gonna get my first DJ Craig Gold of the day. <laughs> DJ Craig Gold with the that's DJ a high, Craig That's a higher gold. honor than a fucking mutant Pete Gold. <laughs> Yeah, with the with the DJ Craig Gold, that Le certifies legally, it as a mutant puke banger. A legally Certified. distinct DJ Craig Gold. Yeah. <laughs> All out. That's allowed. Excellent. God, I could talk. This is another one I could just talk about forever. God, I fucking love Under Wraps. I love Rome Hero Foxes. But we must move on uh, to Happy Hour. Mental Health Happy Hour is a progressive post-hardcore band from Florida and California. Uh, there was a new interview with Eric on episode 70. Jake sat down with Eric of Happy Hour, um, and it was a very good episode. I watched that episode. Apparently, Jake's told everybody I was on sabbatical for that episode. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> Jake wanted the big word. Jake wanted to hit the so, big uh, one. Yeah, uh, you, you will not find me on that episode. Uh, but Jake has a very nice conversation with, with Eric in his uh, back rooms looking ass apartment. Um, and it was a very, very good episode. So definitely check that out. With that being said, I've been a Happy Hour fan for a while. I saw them live with Yeti back in like, I think it was, they play in October 2021, maybe when I saw them. Um, yes, I think 21. that's when that run was. Yeah, it was either October or it was November. Uh, it might have been right after I moved to Florida. But uh, still, saw them. They put on a really great show. They were really fun. Uh, Nate was very nice to me and introduced himself. Uh, so, you know, they get bonus points for being very chill to their fans live um, and putting on a good show. I think the biggest issue I have with this track, and it was kind of the same issue I had with the la last track, the thing that I love about Happy Hour is the balance between Nate and Eric's 
vocals, they make like these really fun, heavier, but more upbeat, like poppy sounding songs. And I think that works super well for them in a genre that feels very, very stale. This song was a lot more on the heavier side. It reminded me more of like older Bring Me the Horizon. Um, I feel like the instrumental uh, was a little bit more like in the safe zone of that heavier sound. I think Eric's screams were still super solid. Um, but I think I would have liked the track a lot more if it was both Nate and Eric. Like, it's still a solid-sounding track, uh, and I think the production's very solid on it as well. Um, but when, when it comes to Happy Hour, I like that I like that sound of both. I like both of them on the track. And for that, I will be giving it a very respectful bronze. Uh, we'll hear from uh, Jackson now. I haven't listened to Happy Hour in years, but... I guess I missed a lot in between. Like, <laughs> what's the last happy hour thing you listened to? You think probably when cigarettes came out. Damn, good song. That's it's I, been I a was, grip. I was about to say that was a, a long time ago. Releases <laughs> since then. <laughs> so, uh, whatever the backstory is, I guess I missed out because it did seem like one of the members is not there anymore. For backstory, uh, Nate, the the clean vocalist, is not on this song because he was on a cruise ship working as an actor for like five months or something so the band was just like all right the last song they did was kind of just cleans let's do a heavy song uh and really put eric's screams on display um listen to the interview please yeah <laughs> <laughs> every plot point of it it's a good conversation uh okay going, that Jay. makes more sense yeah. uh i guess since you don't have clean vocals you just have heavy just make a heavy song yeah nothing wrong that with that what they did uh you know it does like by the numbers things that i hear you know it starts off with drum rolls and then screams for 20 <laughs> seconds like a bunch of other songs in that genre do i thought it was a good performance uh nothing to completely change the genre but you know that's fine i'll give this a bronze all right Keely. So <clears throat> it's been kind of funny watching Happy Hour change their sound so much over the years. Um, I played Happy Hour's first show in 2018 and they were still covering Dance Gavin Dance. Um, <laughs> so, so the, ev- Damn, the ev- bringing the skeletons out the closet. Right I mean, now. <laughs> I mean, I, it, I mean, it, for one, not many bands do good DGD covers. They actually covered it very well because Nate and Eric are both very strong vocalists. Yeah. Justin um, with jet planes. Also, they made an unbelievably bold choice covering Kurt Travis era DGD at a Kurt Travis show. Uh, they really... Like, really? Yes. They covered Uneasy Hearts way the most and it was like... Oh my God. Like y'all were bold. Like that was a that was a big choice. Uh, but they, they pulled it off. It was fine. Uh, the band has obviously drastically changed over the years. So this song was like... I, you had warned us previously uh before the interview that you know this was just an eric track just because i grew up in the same music scene when i heard it i was like oh yeah this is an eric track because i'm familiar with his previous work and stuff he has some some signature things and heavy music uh that i remember this track was cool it's got riffs i thought the production was really strong i think eric is is a fucking insane scream vocalist like his his highs and his mid-range are really really powerful uh, and that lends itself to this song a lot that being said, I am unfortunately uh, not the largest modern Happy Hour fan. Uh, just, again, similar to other uh, post-hardcore bands of the genre, just not really a sound that I, I find myself listening to a bunch. Uh, but I did think that this was a really cool, neat step away from their usual, like, poppier post-hardcore to just like, hey, we're, we're fucking mad and Eric wrote a song. Take it. 
<laughs> uh, so I'm also going to give it a respectful bronze. All right. And TJ Craig. I haven't heard anyone bring up the trap breakdown at the end. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you. That that was um, unsurprisingly my favorite part. I, uh, I'm a sucker for unexpected weird genre switch ups. It was, I mean, I laughed at it, but like, it was cool. I liked it. For the production of this, this might just be a me preference, but you can really hear the drums, like making the vocals duck because of the limiter and stuff like that. And that kind of bothers me in songs. Like if, if a song is loud, if it's supposed to be loud, I'd rather it just kind of clips, like you might not need a limiter. I'd rather have it distort than duck if that makes sense, because it's supposed to be high energy and stuff. And that's just one of my uh, little production pet peeves. But overall, not really my kind of metal, but I'll give it a bronze uh, for the trap breakdown that saved it for me. <laughs> and this one will be a Jake review. Jake, would you like to give your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I'm a happy hour dick rider until um, till <laughs> dawn comes up. Their most recent releases kind of have not been my preference. Um, so it was really, really good to hear Eric screaming again um, because I was missing that. I love of Eric screams his screams are pretty much what got me into the band in the first place so just a song full of his screams is um I mean it's gonna be a gold for me uh I like DJ Craig said I love that trap breakdown that I know that seems out of nowhere for you uh Craig but this is kind of like they do incorporate that stuff a lot into their songs and it was like yes this is some happy hour ass shit going on right now all right maybe and I'll I'm living to, for it maybe I'll have to dig a little <laughs> deeper and find some more of those yeah yeah they they only have like a two eps and singles um they've never really put out a full big release so you can listen to their stuff pretty quickly like their whole discography but yeah happy hour um i kind of disagree dj craig on the clipping i i think some bands are meant for that clipping noise and like sound distortion sort of thing happy hour has always been really clean so i mean I'm not saying they shouldn't venture into new territory, but this is kind of what I'm comfortable with happy hour wise. So I like it out of spite. Um, I hope the next thing that uh, happy hour puts out is like OTT on 100% depth, <laughs> like fucking plug, plug in, absolutely making the DOS shit out. Just, just for you, Jake. You just sounded like a stupid robot to me. Hell yeah. A stupid, annoying robot saying the robot <laughs> language. I don't even know what you're saying. But yeah, anyway, happy hour, mental health, uh, gold, and I'm done. All right, respect. Moving on to Mara Bloom, Hateful Little Things featuring Properties of Nature. Uh, Mara Bloom is a progressive post-hardcore band from Honolulu, Honolulu, Hawaii. Concept album later in the year... Uh, they who invite yeah this features our our good pals our good friends from properties of nature um these motherfuckers can't keep their names off shit this year yeah i know <laughs> these motherfuckers on all the fucking post hardcore releases <laughs> i feel like it's like once a fucking week they're like hey guys <laughs> properties of nature here <laughs> after josh did his confessional on our fucking podcast being like i'm so sorry i owe this band who might be listening a fucking vocal feature can you imagine if that was mara bloom can you imagine that we've fucking come full circle since then 
<laughs> oh yeah, the I theory, think the theories run deep. <laughs> funny enough, I think that was also the episode that we reviewed um, Avenged Sevenfold, which we will we'll get to later. Um, but speaking of Mara Bloom, um, I also know that one of the uh, one of the things that Properties of Nature had a hand in is I'm pretty sure that they suggested this band name for them. They were something else before. Really? Keely, do you know? Yeah. It was, they were it called Meraki. Yeah. No, I don't think Josh suggested the name, but they pitched names to Josh, and Josh was like, yeah, you should change your name. Marabloom is a much better name, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it fits them. So my thing with this track, I think the instrumental is like really solid. It's a good, solid post-hardcore instrumental. There's a lot of really good stuff in there. I really, really enjoy the guitar solo in like the middle of the track. I think my biggest issue with this is it feels like there are a lot of pieces here that could make for a really, really solid project. And just the execution was a little off for this release. It felt like a lot of the vocals were a little unfinished or just not completely there. Like, it, 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 I don't know, it was some like ideas that kind of got, you know, missed in translation. Um, so the vocals end up feeling a little bit too much for me. Um, it almost feels like their vocalist is doing like three different vocal styles and can't really decide where, he, you know, they want that to like fit into it. So the mix feels a little off. The vocals feel a little off to me and it just kind of feels like the song in general is a little bit messy and I, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that means that from this point with all of the good that they do have between their instrumentalists, they still do have a talented vocalist. You know, they had the, the Properties of Nature feature. I think that only means that they can improve. It was kind of like what we talked about with Grapevine Gossip when we first reviewed one of their songs. Like the mix and some of the things were a little bit messy, but as they release stuff, things just kept getting better. And I still really, in, really enjoyed them, and I think there's a lot of good to this track. Um, I am going to give it a respectful participation, but I will be looking oh. out for Mara Bloom. I think Mara Bloom will be a really cool project. This track just unfortunately didn't hit for me. Um, but like I said, a lot of the pieces are there. I'm just waiting until they kind of come together uh, really well. And I'm, I'm sure that'll happen, especially with more releases. Um, but with that being said, let's hear from Jackson. Harsh. Fuck. <laughs> I felt like I was pretty nice. I don't think they're bad. I just didn't you like were nice, track. and then hit them with the participation. That's my opinion. It's an opinion <laughs> podcast. Okay. Yeah, I was about to say, giving a medal doesn't necessarily take away from the niceness. I've still said like nice, constructive mm, things. Yeah. Good yeah. song. A lot of nice lyrics. Good tone. F. <laughs> <laughs> Not so allowed. True. You know, I, I thought this was pretty okay. You know, I've never heard of Mara Bloom, but I've definitely heard of Properties of Nature, like, <laughs> quite a few times <laughs> in this podcast. As compared from the previous Properties of Nature song, I think they released like a month ago, I'd say I like this one more. But again, I'm just, <laughs> sorry for not having so many words, I'm just really tired and fatigued from post-hardcore. <laughs> And you have been for weeks, so nobody can hold that against you, Jackson. Every every You've also single been gone week for weeks. Jackson's trying his best, Jake. Give him a fucking break. He's been working really hard on whatever the fuck. It that... sounds like it sounds like he'll give it a better rating than you. So he can't hate it that much. Hey, I was I was nice. And I, I was will. being nice. I'll give it a silver. Excellent. Keely. 
Um, so I, I have to admit, uh, I agree with every single thing Ivy said. I was, or Jake and I both actually, we did an after dark and immediately when we finished the after dark <laughs> yeah. was the properties of nature listening party, uh, in the properties of yeah. nature discord. So we went and we checked it out like right when they did that. I found that, you know, especially cause it's an earlier track, like a lot of bands while they're trying to really settle into their sound, like obviously there are times where you can like hear influences come through. And I heard like a lot of their influences on the sleeve. Like I could hear influences of like old sleeping with sirens from like the, the scene phase or like older dance, Gavin dance, um, influence in there. Like there were things that I felt I could really specifically pinpoint the production left a little bit to be desired for me. It kind of almost felt like it got pitched weird like like it's not quite sitting in 440 like something and there's nothing wrong with going out of 440 like fuck the normal whatever western musical system like bullshit but it just felt it, it just felt a little weird and warped the vocals at certain times just kind of felt like we were going for what was going to be like the flashiest option instead of kind of like fitting to the song when things were getting really busy uh, I think there's a lot of potential here, and I think as this band kind of finds their sound more, they're going to really, like, tap into a, a super sick thing. I think the guitar players have a really cool thing going, and the vocalist has a very unique voice. Uh, with that said, I'm also going to give it a respectful participation, but I'm keeping my eye out for future releases. Absolutely. We're being nice, Jake. <laughs> Stop dogging on us, all right? <laughs> we're looking out for Mara Bloom, okay? We're, we're looking... We're, In we your opinion. Be, we <laughs> will be reviewing more. Jake, I felt you pushing your glasses up while you said that. <laughs> I didn't, but I am now. DJ Craig. So it sounds like I love your friends more than you do, because I love this <laughs> song a lot. I want to make like an yes! AMV to this, like and put it on, uh, I don't know, Newgrounds. This song, there you go. This song had like, this is a crazy, felt like a crazy melding of genres. The harmonies were awesome. I got to think of words other than crazy and awesome to use, but like the, the high notes were really impressive when they with the vocals even when the drums are kind of in the background the fills were so wild and i don't know if y'all normally comment on the cover art for songs since it's an audio podcast but the co- i do the cover for this one is really pretty um <clears throat> yeah unlike matt watson but um <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and, uh, actually jake i remember you specifically saying to jackson one time uh we're here to review music not album art <laughs> <laughs> really that's your memory of the <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure that's what you said and you That's said it in I that fucking that. way and pushed up your glasses, too. <laughs> Fuck you, TJ Craig. <laughs> <laughs> and um, even though the song had a fade-out ending, they did, like, a reverb throw thing, which uh, any any variation to a fade-out ending you can add is great. So I, that was a small detail that I really loved. So I'm going to give this the second uh, DJ Craig gold. Let's go. <laughs> A wow. secondary DJ can, Craig can we, Gold beam. Can we get the metal pipe sound every time? Wait, can we get give, a DJ like, Craig editing Gold? notes? <laughs> no. I would DJ love Craig nothing more. Be a guest, hard no. <laughs> as the guest has the power to give editing notes. Oh my fucking god. Every time you say DJ Craig in this podcast, I want you to add the anime like, wow, jingle sound effect. Wow. Every single time. Uh, no. <laughs> Fair enough. Jake, would you like to speak uh, more on Mar Bloom? It looks like this one's a Jake review as well, everybody. Yes, yes. 
First of all, Mara Bloom, don't listen to these motherfuckers in here. Besides DJ Craig and Jackson. Um, the throwing the spaghetti at the wall sort of thing that Mara Bloom is doing. It's exactly what I want to fucking hear from some progressive post-hardcore. I'm so tired of boring ass, clean, progressive post-hardcore songs that just have, you know, chorus, verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Boring! boring ass shit this is what i want to hear this has a little bit of everything it's got some great moments i think this might be a josh line but it's like by now that you should know i hate everything about you or something like that such a strong moment in the song whenever it comes on i'm like yes and it's one of those moments on a song that only happens once so I've been listening to this shit a lot, actually. I've probably at least listened to it like 15 or 20 times. It's the album they're doing is a concept album. I've been, when I was a Dance Gavin Dance fan, all I was asking for was a fucking concept album. Write about something, man. And it seems like they are. So they did. They I wrote, really they wrote about riding that. a rhino pico de gallo. That's fucking poetry. And you watch your goddamn mouth. Uh, okay. Number one dance. Gavin dance defender has logged on. What the fuck? I, I, I think when I met Keely, her screen name was like Swan Corps defender. No, so Swan Corps. It was, it was Swan Corps apologist. What an incredible That's era. Ridiculous. Continue, Jake. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm just uh, dick riding this de- uh, song uh, just like I was the other one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just love all the parts. It reminds me a lot of like Pierce Savale or Keely. You said uh, Sleeping with Sirens is a good comparison. Specifically Older like Sleeping they... with Sirens, yes. Yeah, yeah. I like how complicated things get in this song and how many things are happening because it's just working for me. They're just hitting it just like they should. And they're from Honolulu. That's fucking sick. I I wonder how that complicates touring for them, though. I'm interested to know. But um, yeah, shout out to Mara Bloom. I love this song. And Progressive Post Hardcore is having a year. I'm not sure if it's a good year yet, but it's having a year. And without like the swan core area of progressive post-hardcore these bands that have been popping up like uh mara bloom and uh, grapevine gossip and followship it's so nice to have <laughs> have something that is not related to swancore it's not fucking body thief it's it's some good <laughs> shit so shout outs mara bloom shout outs a song it's a motherfucking gold for me and with that moving on to bring me the horizon amen featuring lil uzi vert and Daryl Palumbo, uh, Bring Me the Horizon, are a British rock band formed in Sheffield in 2004. Lil Uzi Vert is an American rapper, singer, and songwriter. Uh, they use they-them pronouns. Uh, shout out Pride Month. Uh, Daryl Palumbo is an American musician Woo! originally from Belmore, New York. He is the frontman of the band's Glassjaw, Head Automatica, and Color Film. So this is a feature-heavy song, a big old, big old Bring Me the Horizon release. Um, I feel like it sounds a lot more like the older iterations of Bring Me the Horizon. Um, I personally, I prefer the newer sound, but you know, I, I get it. I get it. Not everybody prefers a newer sound. This song is still pretty good. I mean, it feels a little bit like, mm, like generic bring me the horizon kind of stuff, but that little Uzi Vert feature, fucking fire. Shout out to Lil Uzi Vert, by the way, for taking fucking W's this week. Uh, they had this song come out with bring me the horizon and 
Daryl Palumbo, and also they were on stage with fucking Paramore uh, <laughs> performing, really? which was cool as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> Louis Vert is actually cool as hell, um, and they're taking W's, and I fuck with that. I'm really glad that there's someone like, you know, interested in this scene and like wanting to kind of like break out and provide some really good and unique features um, that I think elevate a lot of these songs. And because of that, genuinely, this song was a lot more interesting to me because they were they were a feature on the song. I think it's gonna be a silver for me, but I still think it's a really strong release and the features are really cool. And I like big collab songs like this sometimes. And this is the one, this is the kind that I like. I like the, the, the mesh of sounds and voices. And even though it still, you know, feels like a pretty run of the mill, bring me the rising song, those features I think really elevate it to something a little bit more special. And with that, I will pass it off to Jackson. Yeah, I mean, I'm not the biggest Bring Me the Horizon fan at all. <laughs> I don't think I gave them anything higher than a bronze. I will say that I think this is what Ronnie Radke wants to sound like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're canceled. Yeah, I was it's about to say, Ronnie Radke is about to send every fucking Falling in Reverse fan in our direction. <laughs> <laughs> it's so over all like 10 of them <laughs> i don't know i'm just glad like they got Lucy vert to do what uh ronnie radke can't do rap <laughs> rap <laughs> but you know i'm not saying this is an amazing song uh in my opinion i think uh it's pretty okay and uh, definitely better than what I would probably give any other Bring the Horizon track. So a bronze. Alrighty. And Keely, how do you feel about it? I was very pleasantly surprised. The last, I know I made the whole entire joke when we did Lost of like, oh, teehee, Bring Me the Horizon broke up years ago. Haha. <laughs> a hilarious bit that always goes well on this show. It's very funny. <laughs> I like this single substantially more than pretty much anything they've released nearing close to a decade now i thought this was neat i really can't understand why ollie sykes is so open about i'm not talented i cannot sing or scream but like i'm gonna do it in the studio because he sounds great his screams for a guy who says he can't scream anymore sound fantastic i thought lulu Vert's feature was a left fielder and was very fun and i think they did a great job uh daryl palumbo is the fucking man glassjaw is one of my favorite bands of all times when i saw that name i was like all right i'm giving this shit a shot and his feature proved to be the usual daryl palumbo breaking in and out of screams fucking probably i'm imagining him like circling around the fucking room in the studio just like breathing really angrily into the mic and just doing his thing uh he sounded great uh his feature is probably the biggest highlight of the track i never thought i would give bring me the horizon anything above a participation again in my life but here we are uh i'm gonna give amen it I, in my notes i put a high bronze i'm gonna give this bitch a silver <laughs> I did the exact same thing, actually. <laughs> awesome. DJ Craig. When I heard this song, I immediately imagined like PlayStation commercial you'd see in a bar. <laughs> so that's what I was thinking of the whole time. Okay. <laughs> I'm not I super. Like Remember those fucked up? PlayStation 3 commercials with the baby. <laughs> what? And they have the Spider-Man font. PlayStation. I don't know. Just look up the PlayStation 3 baby commercials that you'll see. It's a nut you can play outside. <laughs> Fuck. I'll, I'll look sorry, that up DJ after, Craig. I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, DJ I Craig. I don't like where this is going. <laughs> DJ Craig, please take back over. Uh, I, I'm not really familiar with Bring Me the Horizon. I heard the Chad song, and that's about it. Um, 
<laughs> well, the what? The the Chad song, the Can You Feel My Heart, that one. <laughs> That's a oh, Chad yeah. song. No, the yeah. meme. Yes. Yeah, I'm so Chad glad meme. the meme got referenced. Yeah. Um, I did not expect uh Lil Uzi's part. I guess I didn't read the artists close enough. Um, but that was that part was really cool. I love that build up. And then they just didn't come back. Like I yeah. I guess there's multiple <laughs> there's multiple vocalists to feature, but I would have wanted a little more from Lil Uzi considering their name is like front and center on the track. But yeah, that was that was a cool uh crazy collab. I'm all for like super weird unexpected collabs that's i love those are super interesting especially when they're bad like at least they tried it's fun uh, i'm not saying this one was bad i'm not <laughs> saying it wasn't bad i haven't gotten to that part uh <laughs> i like the grand like orchestration and production i think that's that seems to be what they're known for but yeah they, they should have brought uzi back because they just had like 15 <laughs> seconds and then moving on facts so it, this is very like it sounds very commercial like i said it could be in a playstation PlayStation. uh commercial it, i could also hear it on the radio and stuff seems like bring me the horizon's pretty big considering uh they, they made the chad song yeah um, they, I, they, they a little big <laughs> a little bit but I'll, I'll give this one a silver all righty and jake another review from you that's yeah. three in a row this Sorry. episode there's a string of them. Um, <laughs> I I don't really have that much of a review for this. It just feels like when everyone else likes a Bring Me the Horizon song, I don't like it that much. And when everyone hates a Bring Me the Horizon song, I like it. What's this is okay. You? This Yeah, I don't know. I'm a piece <laughs> of shit. Um, <laughs> I wasn't saying that. You said that. I didn't say that, Jake. Come on now. Um, amen. I should fucking kill myself. Is that what <laughs> you're saying, Amy? <laughs> Whoa, it's Pride Month, not on Pride amen. Month. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Pride Month. Amen. <laughs> um, this is Daryl Palumbo's parts. I like his screams. They bring a lot to the table for me. Lil Uzi Vert shows up for like half a verse, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which uh, is fine. They were pretty good. Uh, I've learned that they are based from Wikipedia. They are just based. Um, they had that crystal in their forehead, which <laughs> is, is just funny. It's just a funny thing to do. They got stolen. Um, that too fast. Like, what? <laughs> it, it got torn out of their head during, like, crowd surfing, <laughs> but they got it back, um, so... Wasn't a big problem, I guess. Dark. Uh, but yeah, I like I like this, but it really does just feel like a B side from post-human survival horror. The genius comments that I were I was reading were implying that there's gonna be another post-human EP coming out, maybe called post-human next gen. And in the song, they say next gen in the chorus, so it's a pretty good <laughs> theory. Um. I like Bring Me the Horizon. I like when they do stuff. Uh, but yeah, sometimes it just feels a little samey. It did feel like I've heard this song before a little bit. But yeah, I enjoyed it. Silver. All right. Excellent. Um, Moving on to something else. George Clanton, Justify Your Life. Vaporwave PSYOP Industry Plant. I believe this was a Jackson recommendation. So shout out Jackson for the recommendation. Um, I really enjoyed this. This was super cool. I think the instrumental really, really carried it for me. Um, it was just fun and easy to listen to. Um, really chill. The tracks were really cool. 
Um, the vocals were my least favorite part at times. Like they were really, really good at parts and then kind of weird at other parts. And I didn't, it just didn't jive with the rest of the track for me. But it still feels, even though this is like a vaporwave project, it almost feels like that Deftones, like ambient style of vocals, uh, which is kind of cool to hear in another genre as well. I know that's like pretty typical for vaporwave actually, but still very cool. Um, I enjoyed this. I listened to this quite a few times. And, uh, yeah, I did not know what to expect. I'd never heard, uh, George Clanton before, but yeah, I'm glad this was on the list. I'm glad we kept this on the list. This is some cool shit. I'm giving that a gold, uh, Jackson. Well, I mean, in the past, George Clanton was a vaporwave artist. He, uh, made like instrumentals and shit with other artists in that genre. And then he started doing more vocals in his, uh, shit. This, uh, was... Part of a uh, album that's coming out later in July, but he just released these uh, not too long ago. I would say out of the two tracks, I liked Justify Your Life more. I agree. But the I've Been Young did have the little Furby going through a wormhole. What? What's a Furby? <laughs> well, that's haunting. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> but I think both these tracks are pretty good. I kind of want to say more for when the rest of the album comes out, but for now, I'll probably give these two a gold. Alrighty. Ah, uh, Keely. So, I went into this... Our, for context, uh, this playlist looked very different before yesterday. <laughs> um, and I went into this release uh, after slogging through uh, many, many a previously listed dog shit release that I will not name. Um... <laughs> So my headspace was not great the first time I listened to this. However, I revisited this morning to give it a fresh, clean shot, and I enjoyed it much more. I found the production to be uh, good, especially because I saw uh, I, I do a little I do a little bit of Twitter lurking, and uh, <laughs> I saw that recently uh, George Clinton had tweeted something like, "Yo, if you think the mixes on my current music are bad, it's only getting worse," <laughs> <laughs> and I respect the fuck respect. out of that. I love shit like that. Uh, I thought the production was really neat and interesting. Um, I don't know that personally I would say this passes over into hyperpop for me, but what the fuck do I know? Hyperpop? Yeah. He said it's hyperpop. Literally on Twitter. Oh, oh, he said that? Yeah, he says that he's like a hyperpop artist now. He's entering his hyperpop era. Um, All right, fair enough. So, <laughs> Good for him. I don't see it. <laughs> uh I thought these tracks were neat. I don't know that I'll necessarily come back and revisit them personally. It's just not something I typically listen to. Uh, God, I'm a fucking broken record. I gotta stop saying that sentence. Um, but <laughs> I, I will give it a, at the least, a high bronze for like a fun, like if you like music for, like this is music for people who like fun. I like fun. <laughs> I hate fun. <laughs> oh shit. So does Keely. But thank you, Keely, for your review. We will now talk to uh, DJ Craig. I think this might have been my favorite single on the playlist. I knew nothing Jeez. going in. Completely blind. I had heard the name George Clanton and thought someone was talking about George Clinton. But <laughs> <laughs> there was a typo. But I guess not. It sounds so old, but it has like modern, nice production. And he totally has that like '80s voice. I could, I was imagining like an right. like an old movie. My parents would tell me is essential, but it ends up being like, like an eighty-year-old really man. <laughs> 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 the the synths and like 
atmospheres and reverb were really beautiful and pretty. Like, I want to drive around to this in the summer with the windows down. Uh, pretend I'm in a music video, you know? <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to show this song to my dad, actually. I feel like this is a dad song. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> that, that's probably the craziest re review-based comment we've ever had somebody make. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is music I'd show to my dad. This is, this is unprecedented mutant puke first. I would show George Clanton to my dad. <laughs> Finally, dad music. <laughs> oh, wait, that was Justify Your Life. I forgot there's two. And then um, for I've Been Young, like, same stuff. That one kind of reminded me of Moby. If you guys know Moby, like the Jason Bourne soundtrack, that's what made me think of my dad. My dad's a Jason Bourne fan. Like every <laughs> real, a real Bourne Jason head, if you Bourne will. Like, like every dad. I don't. That, that's a dad thing, right? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't know, but yeah. Nah, my Probably. dad likes Joe Rogan. Yeah, so I'm gonna. Joe, your dad is Joe Rogan. Uh, that's don't that... tell anybody. My dad likes Kenny on the street. <laughs> Keely on the street. Hey, hey on the yo. street. So uh, overall, I'm gonna give this the uh, dad gold medal. The dad oh, gold medal. Legally distinct. <laughs> Too dad many gold variations. Medal. How Wait. did you do that? How did you play the wow sound? <laughs> oh my god. We can't. The, the listener the, the did listener not hear that. Hear that. <laughs> Jackson, god, did you dude. give this a gold too? Uh, yeah. Then that would make this a certified mutant puke banger featuring the certified dad gold. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Jake. This final one also review. says you would like to review this. This is this is the final review, Jake, uh, the final Jake review, everybody. So uh, yeah. lay it on thick, Jake. Yeah, normally I probably wouldn't talk about this, but Jackson recently uh, randomly gave me a gift, uh, a cassette of George Clanton's last album, maybe, Slide. I haven't listened to it, Jackson, <laughs> but thank you for that gift. <laughs> it's a very nice-looking cassette. Why did you give me that? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just wondering. I got a message from Bandcamp saying it's been restocked okay it's like cool it, so you got did you get one for yourself or no <laughs> <laughs> thank you jackson appreciate it i i sincerely appreciate the last it. cassette i got but, was for you but then you're like oh i, I bought it for myself <laughs> well i didn't know you bought it for me you just told me you bought it <laughs> we we both bought the from joy cassette oh um, yes aren't they supposed to play this month yeah they're in lexington. in lexington yes on the 18th. What, do you know what day? 18th? The 18th. <laughs> we will not be here, will we? <laughs> nope, you will be in my house. <laughs> yeah. Wait, is, it, so. is that the 18th or 28th? That's well, an 8 in there. All right, let's, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> but this, um, this, yeah, I don't get hyper pop or even vapor wave from this. I get like, it, like DJ Craig said, like 80s vocals on top of like early 2000s, all like soft alternative the fray style instrumentals i don't know i fucked with this majorly it's like a very very chill vibe and i really enjoyed it a lot yeah i just dug this a whole ton um i'm gonna give it a gold as well good good two songs i i don't know how a whole album i'll feel like but these two songs were like they felt like the rest stop in the playlist like just sit here and be calm for a moment. It's the checkpoint. You'll have to listen to Avenge Sevenfold soon. <laughs> it's the Dark Souls bonfire. Yeah, yeah, it's the Dark Souls bonfire of this playlist. Um, so gold, yeah. Hell yeah. 
Hell yeah, baby. George Clinton, 72 seasons, George Clinton. Let's go. Uh, moving on. I want y'all to buckle in because it's fucking <laughs> dick riding time. See in the sky, fall in place. Progressive rock from Redwood City, California. Let me tell you. Let me fucking tell you. They're fucking back, baby. They're so fucking back after <laughs> six years. Holy fuck. I've been waiting for more See in the Sky. Uh, they, the, I think their vocalist fucking left, and then they like brought them back, and now they're, they're so back, and we're finally getting new See in the Sky. Don't quote me on that. Uh, that's a mutant puke fact right there. I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know the full... Yeah, I don't know the full story exactly what happened. But let me tell you, when I first heard Wait Patiently, I was like, oh, they're so back. And they released that like a fucking year ago. And then they released Tabula Rasa like a month before they released this whole thing, like announcing the full EP, the fucking six song EP that's almost long enough to be a short album. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. We'll wait. We'll wait to see, see the whole EP when it comes out. But boy, did they fucking deliver. At least in my opinion, they fucking delivered. Tebula Rasa really opens this shit up. It's like a solid instrumental track that drones into the first song. It sets the tone for the whole record. And then you have Wait Patiently, which was the original single that was released a year ago. That just has this beautiful vocal melody accompanied by like really light guitars and transitions into like a more high energy track that's capped off by like this big solo and like a softer outro so fucking good and, and then you finally get into like the songs that haven't been released yet right the four songs that were debuted with this fucking ep mm, chef's kiss baby that shit was fucking fire fall in place has one of my favorite choruses and the vocals feel a lot more like emotional and energetic fucking Please Hold breaks up the album with like this beautiful like nylon string guitar instrumental that like it fucking rips. Uh, Indebter, easily my high point of the album. Easily the best fucking song on the EP. Best song, hands down. I just love the balance between like the somber instrumentals with these like slightly heavier highs and lows with really emotional vocals and lyrics. The fucking lyric, Bastard Son, Oh Black Sheep, In Wool of White, What Have You Done? It, it just fucking hits every goddamn time I hear that. It like sucks me back in so hard. It's like I'm listening to it for the first time. This shit is so fucking good. And then it closes off with this like really pretty beautiful track that's almost ghostly and like builds and builds and builds. Um, and it has like some simple guitar to start off with and then like the drums finally build into it. Um, and has these really solid overdubs. And then like the last fucking two minutes of it is just this really expressive instrumental with this fat ass guitar solo. I love this fucking EP. I, I'm pretty sure the last time I checked my last FM, which doesn't count like half the shit that I listen to because it only counts like some of it from either my computer or my phone or vice versa. One, it doesn't count. I, I, I've already listened to this EP. I'm not kidding you. The last time I checked, 90 times. This shit is fucking so good. 10 billion golds, release of the week. I fucking love seeing this guy and I'm so happy that they're back. Anyways, I will stop dick riding now. <laughs> Jackson, how do you feel about seeing this guy? <laughs> This shit sucks. Okay. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. I didn't realize how fucking big seeing the sky were. They have millions and millions of like, listens on each of their tracks, and they only have two albums besides this. But uh, yep. I listened to their previous one like a few years ago, and I still listen to it from time to time. I didn't even know that they were releasing new stuff. I would say, in my honest opinion, uh, I don't think this was as good as their previous album. But I thought it was still pretty good. I think it took about halfway to the uh, 
EP, yeah, Fall in the Place, I think, is where it started sounding like their older stuff, more familiar to me. I know you're saying great things about, like, Tabula Rasa. Uh, I thought it was kind of okay, like, a bit long for an opening track. Two minutes is long two for minutes. an opening track. <laughs> two minutes. What? <laughs> huh? It's just a, that's pretty long. It's a two-minute guitar solo. No longer than a minute fifty-nine. I'm saying you're just gonna Continue have a Jackson. guitar solo as your opening track for two minutes, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, that rips. part I can respect. Mean? Continue, Jackson. That's it. Silver. All right, uh, <laughs> Keely. <laughs> All right, motherfuckers. Go ahead, Keely. We're we're shifting gears here now. All right. Um, Womp. So I have never been a Sea in the Sky fan. They used to come on my Spotify radio a bunch. They are very much recommended to me a ton based on other artists that I listen to. Um, never really been into it. This EP did not change anything about that. Um, I remember when uh, Tabula Rasa came out, and I was just like, "Wow, yeah, I like Pliny." Um, and I still go back and I'm like, this is like, I can almost pinpoint the exact Pliny pattern that they're, that they're like jacking the steez from. It's not like the worst thing bands fucking take influence and lift things from other bands. I'm one of the guiltiest motherfuckers of it, but it's a little on the nose, like for, for people who like that style of music. I thought Please Hold was a beautiful, beautiful track. Uh, I really wish the rest of the record had been like that song. The vocals were a huge thing to detach me from this release. Uh, I'm the more I listen to it, the more I can I can enjoy and appreciate the vocals. But my first couple listens, like the vocals, took away from every big powerful moment that I enjoyed, or were trying to do something on top of like a lead that just wasn't meshing together, or it just felt really like shoehorned on top of an instrumental band kind of deal, which I know they are not an instrumental band. They just have instrumental tracks, but it felt very much that way, which I know you said the vocalist left. So for all we know, this was written to be an instrumental release and then they, they changed it up. All that said, it's a very high bronze. Uh, I would like really badly to hear an instrumental cut. Uh, I know a lot of bands are doing that these days and I'm sure that's an annoying opinion to many. Uh, I I think that the instrumentals uh, would really shine a lot brighter without the vocals on top, uh, and I would like to hear more of that from them. I think that's fair, especially because their drummer fucking rips. Yes, the drums are... Oh, this... Oh, okay, I haven't given one of these in a long time. Uh, snare Award for sure. Uh, seeing this guy gets that. Let's go, Keely Snare Award, even if it ends up being a bronze. Uh, <laughs> DJ Craig, <laughs> what did you think of Seeing the Sky? I think this uh ep or album whichever it is gets my pick for favorite cover of the week very pretty i would have <laughs> let's go <laughs> i'd print that out slap that on my wall the uh the drum grooves and fills are crazy on this i keep saying that but i, I love drums <laughs> the the saxophone in wait patiently that it like Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it only showed up once and then never again. It was I so right. it was so magical. Like I don't know if one of them <laughs> plays saxophone or if they had someone else come in and do that, but like I want more of that. It just fits their sound so well, in my opinion. That was like one of my favorite moments on it. Uh, it was very. I've said this even more. Like that. It was very uh, had a pretty like atmosphere and like space to it. My one complaint about this was the production seemed a little uh, like variable. Like some songs seemed a little bit louder than others and 
some songs felt like they were lacking a little bit of bass, but it's that doesn't make the songs bad or anything. The Please Hold song, I love that idea for having like old elevator music in the middle of it. Um, <laughs> it was a nice break and it was, I mean, it wasn't really a break. Like that was one of my favorite songs and the guitar stacks were really pretty. And the closer the next time around was very good choice for a closer for the EP. It was, um, I love the synth bass that comes in and like the synth wave outrun feel of it that really fit their style. Um, overall, I think I'd give this one a silver. Alrighty, excellent. Now you guys know I could dick ride seeing the sky all day, but for the sake of the podcast, <laughs> we shall move on to Cade Kalka when everything changed. Uh, chiptune electronic project from music composer and YouTuber. Cade Kalka is also a queer artist, right, Kaylee? Correct? Yes, trans artist. Yes, trans artist. So there we go. Shout out Pride Month, baby. Ooh. Yeah, I heard like three seconds of this and I was fucking sold. <laughs> like, I, I that first that opening track, uh, Ephemera, insane. It's so fucking pretty. Everything in this is just really pretty and really fun. Like this is the kind of thing that you just listen to and it's super enjoyable and you're just happy the whole way through. Like all the instrumental tracks like are so pretty and fun and upbeat. And, like, I just love it. I just genuinely cannot recommend this enough as such a, like, beautiful project from front to back. Um, I only got a chance to listen to it two times all the way through. Um, but genuinely, like, this one was... If fucking Sea in the Sky wasn't on this week, this one would be probably uh, top contender for release of the week as well. I, I think the piano and synth tones go fucking crazy. Uh, there's, like, a really, really nice bass tone and uh... I can't remember which song, but... Regardless, great tones, uh, great sound, great mix. I love everything about this. Very solid, high gold. Um, shout out, Cade Kalka. Excellent, excellent work. This is so cool. But Jackson, go ahead and give uh, give your review. Yeah, this is pretty good. I liked all of it. The style kind of goes all over the place and then settles on the latter half. Uh, the first song just sounds like a track from a Far Side Virtual with the crazy synths and shit and uh little piano ballads then it goes on to like some cassiopeia shit on weather channel 2023 mix and i'd say uh what a jump but it was like crazy i did not expect any of this um <laughs> and it's it, you know it chills down in the latter half you know a little little sad synths and uh more melancholic then it ends with you know this uh finale type uh climax shit i don't know how to describe it it's just like this solid uh ending to an, uh a pretty good album i will obviously give this a gold let's, let's go, go. keely so when i saw this album land on my timeline uh because uh kate and i are recently twitter mutuals uh we've started talking about production shit uh i just noticed one day i saw somebody that i follow had commented on a video of her playing guitar and i was like holy fuck you rule so <laughs> like i've just kind of been following whatever uh she's been dropping like she'll have like a cover come out here and there or like like you mentioned like a youtube video or something uh 
and she's just fucking insanely talented so when i saw this drop i know she's been working on like a heavier album uh because she also does vocals and i expected this album to be that i expected that we were getting like this prog metal insanity uh so when it just became like really fucking sick electronic and video game oriented music i was like oh fuck this is oh hell yeah uh and i freaked out uh i thought this was really 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 great I think if I had to pick any favorites, it's probably The Cold Winds of Time, uh, Mysterious Poke, one, because funny name, and two, the song just fucking rips. Uh, Bouncy was a lot of fun. I'm normally, again, I don't really like fun. That song is fun. <laughs> um, I would give this like a million gold. I can't wait to hear more from Cade. What a fucking talented musician. That puts it in certified mutant puke banger territory, baby. Yeah, this shit's good. Uh, thank you for the recommendation, Keely. DJ Craig, how'd you feel about it? I know some band kid Nintendo Switch playing video game OST enjoyers <laughs> who would love this album. Um, I was not expecting like the breakcore drums or whatever genre that is. I feel embarrassed saying that word at the beginning. Um, Everybody clip it. Everybody clip it. DJ, <laughs> DJ Craig from Bajalvin, a fucking a fake, a fraud. <laughs> um obviously obviously a lot of like video game influence in this like some parts reminded me of like minecraft you you can kick me off the podcast for saying that like some some terraria <laughs> <Sorry. protein> rules <laughs> My- we all have autism here we all, have <laughs> <laughs> all right no, um there's <laughs> a wide range of like cool synth sounds obviously uh, i love sound design and stuff so that kept me interested if that 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 one song second to last song bouncy if i ever went to a show and they played bouncy i would like start crowd killing i like (laughs) when the marimba comes in like oh my goodness oh my goodness gracious um the, the and that 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 last song hold on tightly and don't let go I felt so inspired. Like I wanted to become a better father to my children, start working out, <laughs> quit my day job, chase my dreams, that kind of stuff. So but yeah, this is that I could, I was like imagining like a video game soundtrack this whole time. So I'd give it a silver. Alrighty. Yeah. Very, very good album. Uh, Cade Calco, when everything changed. Uh, we will be going over another great album right about now, baby. Clout Chaser Metallica. Real math, Real rock. math rock. From North Carolina, there was a Keely on the Street featuring Real Math Rock. It's the Real Math Rock edition of Keely on the Street. Um, Keely on the Street. Yeah, baby. <laughs> well, there hasn't been. I'm saying I thought Keely there was. on the Street. No. I thought you talked I... about it. I did a Not while ago. You. Yeah, I saw Cloud Chaser what? a couple months ago. Yeah. Didn't you just see them though? It was like two months ago. No, what? I. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. I went to Brady played a cover gig, the drummer of Cloud Chaser, while I was in Boone, and we went to go see his cover band. Oh, okay. I thought you saw Cloud Chaser. No, my that, bad. No, that's why I made the joke because he started playing some insane shit on drums over a fucking Sade cover, and then I was just like, "This is real <laughs> math rock." <laughs> yes okay no keely on the street then sorry fans <laughs> fuck the fans <laughs> yeah the, the whole concept of this is so fucking funny uh enter sandman is the first song title is fucking excellent uh metallica Can you reiterate 
the fucking title of the album like really yeah make it clear to the listeners the album's name is metallica (laughs) the first song on the album metallica by clout chaser is enter sandman let that sink in appreciate it i was sold Um, before i even pressed play (laughs) i have bajalvin energy to be honest a little bit they're a duo (laughs) they're funny i'll get to that (laughs) oh boy another bone to pick (laughs) um but yeah this record is it's really impressive like to be honest i think the most impressive thing to me about cloud chaser is their ability to have this like live energy on every track while also adding just like a bunch of fucking cool ass instrumentation as just a two piece like well, that's because they live so, record fun fact all of their it's records so are impressive. live recorded it's so fucking cool and i'm glad that they do um math rock police is my favorite track actually i don't know what it is about that song specifically um i know it was a single um, but that song's really fucking cool. I love that shit. I love like the difference between just like the kind of more chill beginning and then it like gets a little harder or whatever. The drums go fucking crazy on that shit. And honestly, uh, their drummer really stole the show for me. It's not like very often that I get so fucking engrossed in what a drummer is playing because I'm stupid and I don't know much about drumming. But this shit was gnarly as fuck. Like, it was so goddamn cool. Their drummer's really, really talented. Uh, Guitarist is as well. I mean, obviously, this is real math rock, baby. But yeah, usually I'm not super into these, like, instrumentals. I'm a known instrumental hater. I probably say this every single episode. But this shit fucks. I still like Chum Bucket. Um, (laughs) With that being said, (laughs) I'm going to give it a high silver but i still think it's gonna grow on me i think it will grow into a gold um but for now it's sitting there cloud chaser metallica keep doing that shit that's so fucking good i love this shit jackson you know this is the best metallica album all year (laughs) (laughs) certified best metallica album i think this enter sandman is better than the other enter sandman not really but uh But the other songs after that are pretty good. Uh, I liked Math Rock Police, and uh, I thought Accidental Livestream was just a banger throughout the whole track. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'd say the weakest point is probably Frazzled. I didn't, you know, care too much about it. I wish they, you know, had more ideas with that song. And uh, Chum Bucket fucking rules. <laughs> <laughs> Without a doubt, better than 72 seasons, and that's getting a silver. Let's go. All right, Keely. All right, now it's my turn to dick ride. I get to be the dick rider. Um, dick rider. <laughs> so as as everybody in here knows, uh, Clout Chaser's last album from last year uh, is my number three album of the year for 2022. Uh, I absolutely loved This Is Real Math Rock. This album was a fantastic follow-up, especially because I've seen every song on this album live. They literally just play their entire discography when they play shows. It's fucking insane. They just, like, run it. At the time when I saw them live, Enter Sandman was not called Enter Sandman. Enter Sandman and 420% Burnt were one song. Uh, So I thought that was interesting (laughs) to split them up because they used to just be one song. My highlight tracks were definitely Time Sigs and Daddy Daycare. I feel like that really... (laughs) 
that kind of like tapped into like the first record of Cloud Chaser, where it was a lot less kind of like chuggy and riff oriented. That was definitely the biggest difference I noticed in this record is that we had a lot more like chugs. We had a lot more of that like metal influence to the front uh, while still maintaining, you know, like the influences of like Hella and Don Cab and the crazy time signature running and the crazy displacement between drums and guitar. These dudes are like musicians, musicians all the way like without a fucking doubt cam and brady are two two of the best musicians i've ever seen perform live uh they told me that clout chaser rarely rehearses they just play so many shows that they're just kind of like on it uh they also live two hours from each other so that's fucking insane yeah like what a what a fucking duo uh this is an immediate gold for me shouts out to the Pornhub drum beat that they threw in there and all the little memes and jokes uh if you notice math rock police is just i'll be watching you by the police but mathed up and i think that's funny as fuck i love love it it's so good uh so yeah a million gold for me god bless you cloud chaser <laughs> god i love them uh dj craig oh, did you know you guys show up on their spotify page because of this playlist that fucking no. that's yeah, awesome it happens sometimes <laughs> i see what you're doing i i you're, you're not subtle yeah i i knew from the second i heard the first sub drop in at the beginning of the first song i was gonna love this um the random like bluegrass section in, in entertainment like that everything i've ever wanted i mean like y'all are from kentucky so you're the experts but i thought it was pretty good uh, i hate bluegrass i love bluegrass that shit rules the, of course you do you're from kentucky so are you fuck off <laughs> math rock police that that they had like one drum fill that they repeated over and over and over again like the, the longer it went on the funnier it got to me that like it could have been way longer i thought they could have repeated it even more times that this whole thing kind of reminded me of Clowncore in the best way possible if you guys know Clowncore, core um, yeah. yeah yeah the first song was definitely clown core <laughs> the 420 percent burnt i i don't know if it was just a really complex rhythm or if they were purposely playing one section at different tempos and i thought that was so <laughs> genius and i kind of want to steal that idea from them <laughs> with when i got to frazzled i thought the drums couldn't get any weirder but they did like they just kept blowing my mind and in that song there's like sections of silence that are slightly too long and that will always be so <laughs> hilarious to me time sigs i love the basic pop chord progression that's just like mangled into weird time signatures and has a bunch of like random notes squished in to fit in the time <laughs> um by the end of the album I, my ears were getting a little fatigued but that is completely my fault i am just weak and i need to get stronger <laughs> <laughs> so if you couldn't tell this i love this album probably my favorite album from the week instant gold from me you know what I'm going to change mine to a gold because Clout Chaser's Metallica deserves a certified mutant puke banger. <laughs> well, and I was already on the go. edge. And after after Craig's review, I just, I got to. That shit. <laughs> it it would have been better if they added a part where they said, Rondo, stop. <laughs> that would have really... I'll, I'll reach out. We'll make that, that happen. <laughs> It's the collab that we need. Bajalvin <laughs> X Clout Chaser. <laughs> uh, yes. Seriously, 
uh we love you cloud chaser uh this project is hilarious and beautiful all in the same uh but let's move on to something that's a little less beautiful perhaps a little weird <laughs> <laughs> Avenged Sevenfold, Life is But a Dream. Avenged Sevenfold is an American heavy metal band from Huntington Beach, California, formed in 1999. Uh, the, <laughs> the podcast unanimously gave the first single, Nobody, uh, participation trophies in episode 60. And let me tell you, we talked about having Josh come back uh, to <laughs> review this with us, but unfortunately, uh, Josh couldn't join us today. He has contracted Ligma, uh, and it is terminal. So He got uh, it from Sock on. Yeah, we love really you, Josh. I'm sorry that you cannot recover from Ligma, but uh, I'm sure one day we will have you back, uh, and your dying breath will be to tell us how shitty Avenged Sevenfold uh, <laughs> life is but a dream is. Honestly, I felt like nobody was actually the worst track on the album. Like... I was expecting yeah. everything to kind of be on that level, but it it wasn't. This album's just super fucking weird. Like, <laughs> the instrumental's not even that bad. It just sounds like, you know, uh, another Avenged Sevenfold album. But the vocals are fucking dog shit. They're just so <laughs> fucking bad. I don't understand. Because I feel like this album could be higher, like, rated. If the vocals just weren't so fucking stupid, it just shits all over itself for far too long, over and over. And I was listening to this in the car, and I was embarrassed to be listening to it, in the, for, first of all. And second of all, I was driving a Poppy home from work, and Poppy was like, I get that you have to listen to this for the podcast, but why the fuck do I have to listen to this too? <laughs> so, yeah. Sorry, Event Sevenfold. This is a participation from me, dog. I really, really wish the vocals were just better. If the vocals were better, I might give this around a bronze or like a high bronze. But like, what the fuck? What what were they thinking? I think Poppy said, "What the fuck kind of cocaine were they on when they wrote this shit?" And I agree. What the what the hell is this? This is not this is not the legendary Avenge Sevenfold. This is Avenge like fourfold at most. <laughs> Jackson, how did you feel about this? I mean, I listened to Meatloaf before. <laughs> fuck, not the not the Meatloaf. Oh fuck! Wow. I, meatloaf I guess. Reference. Rest in peace, Meatloaf. Not really, but. Okay. <laughs> I gotta be honest. Meatloaf was kind of a dick in real life. Yeah, it was. Why? Okay, who cares about Meatloaf, man? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm kind of living guess, for it. I guess. uh I don't know. They were trying to do like a like a rock opera type thing with this album, which I get. Yeah. That's pretty uh, quite a step to take. You know, I, I never really cared for Avenged Sevenfold. Uh, this is definitely different from their other stuff. I still can't really get behind it. I don't know. It's just kind of all over the place. Uh, I, I think nobody makes more sense in context, but I don't know. There's not terrible, but I still can't really say anything great about it. Uh, I'll probably give it a participation. All right. Healy. All right. <clears throat> so I got to admit, Avenged Sevenfold being in their fucking jam band, dad rock, fucking sleep token era of having an album with like <laughs> a fuck ton of five minute and six minute and seven minute songs was not on my bingo card ever for this band. I'll agree with Ivy that the clean vocals are absolutely it sounds like he's singing like this at all times. It sounds like this is what he sounds like. Um, and that's insane to me. 
However, because I was once a cringy teenager who really enjoyed Avenged Sevenfold, his screams have never sounded better in the entirety of his career. Like, the screams on this record are, like, genuinely worth commending. Like, dude has actually taken care of his voice over all the years of touring and all the crazy shit, and I respect that a lot. I thought for as fucking weird as Mattel was, I can give credit that that song I thought was good. I thought Mattel was, the best song. was actually good, best yeah. Song. I think the vocoder stuff was so fucking weird. I think Sinister <laughs> Gates just being like, yeah, I went to jazz school and kind of just sprinkling <laughs> that shit all over the album was weird. I think all the best moments were similar to Sleep Token, very buried in this sea of fucking dad metal jam band. I wonder if their bass player still goes by Johnny Christ or if he got over that stage name yet. Um <laughs> <laughs> All of that said, uh, this was not as abhorrently uh, offensive as I expected it to be. However, it is still not quite my cup of tea. Good for you, Avenged Sevenfold, for releasing something better than Hail the King. It's going to be a high participation for me. Uh, as As you were reviewing it, I just noticed on the track list that they have a song called Just G... And then they have ordinary with the O in fucking brackets or parentheses, whatever the fuck. And uh, death with the D in the parentheses too, uh, you know, oh. which spells God. But I think it's Whoa. extremely funny because the, they couldn't think of an actual word to put for G. So they, <laughs> so they just, just put G. G. <laughs> Honestly, respect. <laughs> I don't understand that decision, but it's really fucking funny. <laughs> Craig. I mean, it had a cool album cover, I guess. i've never listened to avenged sevenfold before so i went in blind that like strawberry fields forever like outro on the first song with the mellotron that that was when i knew i was in for something weird um on on mattel they had like one part where the bass was clipping the vocals which i thought was cool but that was like two seconds of the song (laughs) the the production overall is just kind of dull for such a popular, well-known band, in my opinion. Like, things don't really hit as hard as it sounds like they're trying to. On Nobody, did anybody notice the, like, trap horns? Like, Yes. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> I was like, am I hearing that right? And throughout, amazing choice. They um should never do that again. Um, <laughs> the, the first one I, like visibly cringed during was we love you um oh it's so bad <laughs> i i absolutely respect their attempt to hit a bunch of different sounds throughout the whole album i'll give them that <laughs> moving on but yeah the vocoder i, I just as when just when i thought it wouldn't get any more weird they added vocoder and and they added it a lot like it was more i thought it was just gonna be like a one-time thing and then he was just like nah plug in the fucking micro cord <laughs> yeah on the song ordinary that i was listening to it and i was like are they just trying to copy random access memories by daft punk like it, <laughs> the whole time it, it it just sounded like they were really trying to make a daft punk song <laughs> back to g when when he just said you've got to be kidding me before a breakdown <laughs> that, like <laughs> <laughs> kind of goes hard Mosh calls. <laughs> he was cooking like I, it, it did not hit but i love that idea of just some like goofy phrase like oh you've got to be kidding me and then the heaviest <laughs> breakdown ever white ass fuck- gee willikers 
in that song. Golly. He was like, it felt like he was like groaning in my ears and I didn't really like that personally. <laughs> um, the last two songs, Death and uh, Life is But a Dream, I actually like those because it just went full like musical theater, which just, again, when I thought it couldn't get any weirder, like it, it just felt <laughs> like I was watching a musical. Shout out to the uh, whole orchestra that they got for that whole song. Can I give an album a platinum? But, no. <laughs> Not allowed. <laughs> this is a participation from me. <laughs> that would, that would uh, cement Avenge Sevenfold's Life is But a Dream uh, between the single review and the album review as a certified mutant puke shitter. <laughs> and remains that the podcast unanimously even among guests, gives this project a <laughs> fucking all participation trophies. And I respect the fuck out of that. And I wouldn't want to do the podcast with anybody else. Are you going to add Can the Discord say... sound effects to the final podcast, or am I just going to sound crazy yeah. laughing at nothing? <laughs> no, I'll, I'll add in the fart. Okay. <laughs> the fart goes nobody into we love you is the worst two song run i've ever had to listen to <laughs> that was fucking like torture they should have used this shit when they were torturing motherfuckers the fbi with fucking rock music playing dragula or whatever now nah, play this shit yeah it just Damn. came out they're gonna switch over to this they just got the rights <laughs> yeah, yeah. got the rights yeah <laughs> uh anyways yeah I, I would I would very much like to forget about Avenge Sevenfold <laughs> and now review something that was an absolute delight. Pupil Slicer Blossom, a metalcore hardcore band from London, UK. Pupil Slicer, I'd also like to point out real quick, uh, in their Spotify bio, they describe this album as... Blossom is a hard science fiction slash cosmic horror rock opera concept album with central huh. themes of abject despair, reincarnation, and a fascination of hell. And you know what? I think they nailed it. I think they fucking nailed it. This was another one that, like, I heard this and I was like, damn, this could, this could be release of the week, too. Uh, but you know me. I got to stay dick riding. Um, <laughs> but the vocals, like, are just incredible. The cleans are so, like, I've used this term already on the podcast. I'm running out of adjectives. They're fucking ghostly and ethereal, and the screams are so fucking solid. There was a part when I was listening to it where they were just like, Rah! and I love that shit. That was really <laughs> funny, uh, but, like, in a good way. Because um, I, I literally, after I turned off that shitty-ass Avenged Sevenfold album, uh, we started listening to People Slicer in the car, and I kept pointing out little things to Poppy that they did in the vocals, especially with the screams. But the instrumentals have this, like, really wide variety from these, like, soft, pretty tracks to just ass-beater riffs. Genuinely, I think this album is a total masterclass in how to craft a metal-inspired rock opera uh, thematic concept album. I thought it was beautiful. I, I, I was just genuinely blown away. And if they are considered, you know, metalcore, hardcore, this is the kind of shit that really brings me back in the genre. I was literally telling Keely like yesterday afternoon or something like that, that I like, I don't know. I'm just kind of being super burnt out with metalcore and hardcore lately. A lot of the shit sounds really the same. People don't want to like, you know, branch out of the genre a little bit. 
But then I hear stuff like this, and I'm like, you know what? I still fuck with metalcore and hardcore. As long as it's to this quality, I, like, what a fucking experience. This album's so cool. I probably listened to this, like, four or five times since, uh, since I, you know, listened to it the, for the first time yesterday. So, obviously, 10 billion golds, 40 trillion golds, uh, Pupil Slicer Blossom is a wonderful experience from front to back. You know Ivy um, fucks with it when she hit the corn style ad lib in the middle of the fucking <laughs> review. You know me, baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, Jackson, how did you feel about Pupil Slicer Man, Blossom? Fucking metalcore from Britain? God damn. <laughs> God damn. I think what you meant to say was God damn, innit? This is the best metalcore of the week. Which, uh, you know, I'm not really big on metalcore myself. Uh, I can respect a good one, or a, at least a good attempt. But yeah, uh, I would definitely do agree that this was pretty good. Uh, with me saying that it's the best metalcore release of the week that we've reviewed. Still can't give it more than a silver, though. I just, uh, I'm, it's kind of the same way with Jake. Sometimes, you know, when you're driving, how often do you listen to, like, hardcore heavy shit? Every day. I never drive. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, when Claudia drives. Yeah. <laughs> it's her music. <laughs> I don't control the, the fucking radio. <laughs> but yeah, pretty good. Silver. Alrighty. Keely. Um, <clears throat> so I didn't know about Pupil Slicer till like last year because of the thought crime feature on Motherfucker Unlimited, uh, to which I was just like, mm. whoever this vocalist is, I gotta know more. Uh, so I fell in love with their previous releases and all the singles from this release uh, I thought were absolutely fantastic. Uh, they have such a, a really special thing uh, with Blossom. I, there, there's a lot of things that immediately stuck out to me. Uh, the production, uh, the guitar work in the production specifically, like the the tones that they went for to really fill things out and then still keep those quiet parts, you know, kind of glassy, but still full sounding, you know, not trying to adhere to the usual metalcore equation in production of having, you know, squeakiest cleans to heaviest, dirtiest chug chugs. Uh, there were some elements of the production that all kind of reminded me of like, uh, because we did the From Joy record, <laughs> in the song From Joy, like how that distorted guitar tone sounds when they do just like the straight chugging. There was a lot of that nasty buzzsaw fuck you guitar tone all over this record, uh, which stuck out to me so much. Uh, the vocals were an incredible highlight. Uh, I'm not one to look into lyrics very much. I looked into these lyrics. Fantastically written. Uh, you know, a, a nice balance of being incredibly straightforward and bleak. Uh, with how you express these heavy, daunting themes in every song. Also, just with a lot of, like, nuance and a lot of, like, like uh, the songs that stuck out for me vocally were, like, Departure and Solitude and, like, uh, the song at, and, or at Creation's End uh, just really had these, like, very, very powerful, overwhelming lyrics. And I'm, I'm never one to look into lyrics. Ivy fucking hates that about me. <laughs> uh, Hate is I, a strong word. And, and I can absolutely say that this was a record that I, I just had to know more. Uh, so it's, it's a million gold for me. I can't wait to keep listening to this on repeat until everybody's sick of me recommending the same three <laughs> songs from the album. Uh, thank you so much, People Slicer, for giving us this, this just fucking wonderful heavy ass beater. 
All righty, DJ Craig. I thought you were about to hit the DJ Khaled. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like the way you should listen to this is make yourself listen to a whole Avenged Sevenfold album, and then because <laughs> it it just makes it even better than it already is. Because you're just like, oh, thank God. Uh, the, this album was so cohesive and well put together and loud and really well produced the like combo of the synths and all the other instruments worked perfectly the style was is so uh, like well thought out and they they have it nailed down this this i don't know if this makes any sense but i was listening to this and i was like man they they need to like turn this album into a video game like this needs to be a soundtrack to something <laughs> the the synth transitions like probably made me think of that the synths, I, how many times am I going to say this, but the synths just fit in so well. And like throughout their like glitchy, staticky electronic breakdowns, which adds so much to it. Like I love the interesting sound design in it. And then especially Departure and Solitude, which was one of my favorite songs. They had one part with like a glitchy drum breakdown and then they added guitar to it. I was like, oh, it got even better. And then it got even better again because they like took the guitar out and then it was just vocals and then they added the guitar back in. It just so many cool individual sections to it and i think my favorite song in the whole thing creating the devil in our image was like the loudest gnarliest song to me there's one part in the middle where they tricked me like they took out like the high end and i was like oh <laughs> they for uh they produced this part kind of weird but whatever and then they added it back in like they faked <laughs> me out and i was like ah that was just so cool i was like i was i was like wiggling my toes kicking my feet a little bit i was excited <laughs> the the song at creation's end like i didn't expect it to like get me emotionally this album but it did it's like man the song is earning its eight minutes just a great journey of a song obviously if i mean if you can't tell i'm gonna give this one a gold these these uh these peeps are pretty cool I think they'll they'll get they'll get big one day. They're almost there. <laughs> almost forty k monthly listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Certified mutant puke banger. Pupil slicer blossom. What a fucking treat. Yeah. So I think we're reaching the midway point of this long episode. Healing. I know you had some shout outs for some stuff that uh, didn't quite make the playlist for this half of the episode. Do you want to go ahead and give those shout outs? Yeah, yeah. Since we're running, like, obviously this is a big episode, I will try to keep my thoughts concise. But to warn, uh, for these two releases I'm about to talk about, I had a full Google Doc page of notes on how much I love them. Um, so to keep it concise and brief, uh, I had two releases that unfortunately didn't make the cut because they were releases from last week. Uh, but I just want to give, like, the world's most massive shout out to A Constant Knowledge of Death, Dissecting a One-Winged Bird, uh, what an unbelievable blackened metalcore experience. Uh, top to bottom, the production is unfucking real. The guitar work is fantastic. The songwriting is great. I'm normally not one for black metal tinged vocals, and they are done so beautifully and tastefully. Uh, all the features are fantastic, especially in uh, Speak Three. Uh, they had Haley from Thought Crime, and she absolutely fucking destroys it. Uh, it is so refreshing to hear a heavy record like that or like Blossom really kind of break my headspace from like I had been listening to so much lighter calmer chill music uh and to have an album like this break into my head and just ro like ruin my rotation that entire album is currently in my on repeat on Spotify I've listened to it 
so many times. <laughs> um, and then the other release I wanted to shout out, which was my release of the week last week, uh, before we had to uh, mix up the episode stuff a little bit, uh, was Bliss Station, uh, which is a collaboration between uh, DJ and artist uh, Flamingosis and uh, Io Robo, uh, who is a singer-songwriter and producer as well. Uh, I guess their like collaboration was seven years in the making. I fell in love with a song they dropped like five years ago before it was Bliss Station <laughs> called Glide. And I've been obsessed ever since. I think uh, Io Robo has one of the most enchanting, uh, beautiful, well-pronounced uh, voices in a lot of that genre of music. Yes. I, can't think, I can't think of anybody with such a distinct and powerful, wonderful voice. Come On is an instant Bars. banger. The bass is fucking unreal. Uh, the intro track, uh, Wind Inside is just really heartfelt and full and immediately brings a beautiful groove. Uh, Lonesome has these haunting, beautiful, higher pitch vocals. Like, I, I really, I'm trying to keep it short. I could not say enough wonderful things like Bliss Station, please, 10 years of releases, 20 years of releases, whatever it takes. Like, <laughs> please, please give us more of that because I have not been so enchanted by a release in so long. Like, I'm, I'm over the moon in love with it. I, I could not say enough nice things. Yeah, and I, I it it was it was a little bit saddening that we did have to cut the Bliss Station because I was very, very excited for that. But I'm glad that you were able to give them a shout-out because that project goes fucking crazy. Uh, with that being said, DJ Craig Bajalvin of Bajalvin fame, would you like to go ahead and plug your stuff? Absolutely. Uh, if you like epic rap battles or... David Bowie, I don't know. You'd love Bajalvin. Um, <laughs> follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Champagne Poppy. We just announced a world tour. <laughs> uh, we're going to be hitting Illinois, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa, Oklahoma, Wisconsin again. Yeah, it might be yeah, sold out world. by the time you hear <laughs> this. <laughs> but, I mean, check it out anyway. Bajalvin.com slash shows. Send us death threats in our DMs. We always love that. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. Fa favorite guest ever. Bajalvin uh, gets favorite guest award. Wow, what an honor. What a fucking treat to have you on. Thank you so much, DJ Craig. Uh, <laughs> yeah, very, very excellent shit. Go check out Bajalvin. You can also hear our review on the last Bajalvin release. Um, very positive. Obviously, what, very what, positive what is that release called, positive. Ivy? <laughs> it's called the jump step yeah it's fucker. called it's called mm -hmm. rondo everyone bajibble though bajibble is a gold for me rondo or should i say it bajibble how do you pronounce it nope it's bajibble from now on <laughs> we changed it <laughs> this says the bibble this is the bajibble song um yeah Yo, can, uh, can bajalvin and bickle do a collab so that way we can get bajiggle i love bickle <laughs> yes <laughs> you gotta make that happen uh bajiggle for president um <laughs> with that being said okay y'all we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back we will be reviewing a whole other week of music with a new guest hyro from elders What's up, this is Holiday Kirk from New Metal Moments, and you're listening to Mutant Puke. 
How the fuck do I open this shit up? Do you just want me to say, like, welcome back and then suck off Hyro for, like, a minute? Just let him introduce <laughs> well, himself. This is, no, the, the this, now, <laughs> this now is the is the intro. This is yeah, fuck <laughs> it. Good. We're in. We're in. Awesome. I hope, I hope my wife is listening. <laughs> Like right now, or the, po- <laughs> yeah, the, po- yeah, yeah, yeah. the podcast is currently sucking in fucking two hours, so we're we're coming in strong. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. All right, all right. Let's get fucking started. Welcome back, everybody. New fucking recording session for the same episode. How crazy! Wow, <clears throat> it's like a fucking week later. I'm yeah. very tired, but today we have a very special guest for the second half of this episode. We have our greatest friend, our best pal. I've known him for at least 14 years. Uh, old man Hyro from the band Elders. Uh, and also, uh, sorry, with, uh, you know, our good friend Keely here. Uh, Hyro, would you like to, you know, introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself uh, and just, you know, pop off for a second before we get into the episode. Sure. Yeah. Uh, fun it. fact, I'm actually the youngest member in Elders. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That just makes uh, this I bit am, better. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, no, I play guitar in Elders and Sorry. I've known Keely for like I don't know, Quake on ten years now, which feels wild to say. Um, don't, don't tell our age out like that. Yeah, we're we're basically children <laughs> to most people years young. still. Yeah, you're the youngest elder. I am the youngest elder. So fun fact that uh, <laughs> that name came from the fact that we are all older siblings. Oh, that's 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 just where we got it from because before uh, that I was going to name us after an awful fucking John Mess quote, which <laughs> I would know nothing about that. Yeah, you were, I, you were I, I not making I, you were not making it easy to beat the Swan Corps allegations. I, I am well aware. I am well aware, which is why I'm ever more grateful that everyone else in the band was like, "Let's not do that." And I was like, "You know what? That's a good call." I, I was around for the start of Elders. I didn't even know that. I was just like, oh, it's, it's You the probably name. knew that at some point. Uh, I don't know. It's all. I it's... thought it was an Aragon reference. Wow. <laughs> Jake, book, Jake Elder. reads books. Oh uh, my God. There was a movie Everyone? too, asshole. Well, they didn't <laughs> make a second kid. movie. According to, according to the people who liked the books, there was never a movie. That's true. It never existed. <laughs> it never existed. It never happened. Perhaps. Uh, I don't know. I do most of the writing for Elders, and then Keely and I do all of the writing for Sorry, so I'm constantly just noodling. I play a lot of Magic, too. That's Whoa. that's my that's my other thing that I spend way I too much it. time doing. I hate it so much. Yeah, we tried to <laughs> we tried to get Keely into Magic, and we tried to give them the literal Goopy Goblin Brain deck. It is a deck made of just literal goblins yeah. who just beat ass. <laughs> that's all they do. And they were still like, this This is too complicated for me. I don't understand. <laughs> My brain is Keely, small. You know, like, they're the like, yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh is fine. Then. Wait, don't they play Yu-Gi-Oh? <laughs> exactly. That's literally what I just Yu-Gi-Oh said. Yu-Gi-Oh like, is such you, a bullshit fucking game. I just want to say that. How do you play game. Yu-Gi-Oh with all of its million and one like mechanics that you need to know going in, but you can't read a card? Doesn't make any sense. There's like I don't two know. paragraphs I don't on each card. <laughs> it's, it's confessional yeah, time but... on the podcast. I don't know how to read. Uh, we know <laughs> that's a mutant puke fact actually Keely does not know how to read no it's a regular fact because it's true <laughs> what the fuck is Ostensibly. up my name's Keely I'm redacted and I never learned how to read 
Oh my god, not the fucking redacted bit. I had to ban that in my fucking Discord. I I wasn't even aware that that was a thing. It, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. What is this? Keely will always post something and then just put redacted in quotes instead of just fucking saying what she means. It drives me so fucking crazy. Like... Just say what you mean. Just no. talk about what you're going to talk about. You sound like a fucking 2012 era Tumblr kid, and it drives me absolutely off the I was, That's because I was. we both are. I was going to say, we both were, yeah. My super It's been Hulakians. 11 years. Give it up. It's, it's I mean, over. Look, we, can, we can try to purge it from ourselves as much as possible, but it will never truly leave, and that is our burden to bear. You can take the, you can so take the math rock kid out of Tumblr, but you can't take the Tumblr out of the math rock kid. It's very true. It's very painfully true. You're gonna make Although, a lot of people fun upset fact, with that. I, I don't know why I keep saying fun fact today. This is not a <laughs> usual bit for me. So when I was on Tumblr, I was very much a, a metalcore kid, just like listening to a fuck ton of the Word Alive and uh, oh, the best. I don't, yeah, yeah. I think my my one of my Tumblr handles at one point was a the Word Alive lyric. I don't know that I was ever really that into them, but I was into them enough, I guess. Yeah, go find Hyro's old Tumblr with the word alive lyric and uh, air out all the all the juicy Tumblr posts. See, my oh, Tumblr yeah. my Tumblr was just fucking artsy pictures and porn. I don't th- I don't I don't think <laughs> that I also would checks out. Yeah. That was not me. I was very much the the just fucking re-quoting or whatever the pictures of like band dudes and just being like, yeah, bands are cool, music's cool. This is my it's whole personality. Reblogging. Reblogging. Thank you. It's, it's been, <laughs> it's genuinely been 10 years since I've been on that site, which I also feels use, weird uh, to talk about. I only use Tumblr for porn, but I use the <laughs> podcast for reviewing music. It's very good to have you on the show, Hiro. We're going to jump into the reviews here. We're going to be Wait. talking about <laughs> <Wait>. Dylan. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm Wait, segueing. Um... I know you're you're an excellent segueer. You were that was a very so good. good. I'm sorry I ruined it. Um, I did want to do a Keely on the street reloaded. Jackson and Jake oh, on the shit. street. You should put uh, it on the fucking notes, asshole. Then I will really segue into the music reviews. I forgot. Anyway, my segue me, looks stupid as fuck now. <laughs> me and Jackson went to see From Joy uh, in Lexington. They came to Lexington for. First band to ever come to Lexington. <laughs> um, ever. Uh, they played at Girls, Girls, Girls Burritos, which was a very fun venue. Had like a bunch of like, um, as you might guess, like Mexican food, um, burritos, crunch wraps, stuff like that. Is crunch wrap <laughs> Mexican? I don't know, but the um, definition of Tex Mex. Okay, and yeah, a bar as well. But it was just a long ass fucking show of hardcore bands playing. It was my first hardcore show, really. Show goes on like for four hours, hours, and it's so long. <laughs> you didn't grow up in South Florida like we did, motherfucker. I have oh no sympathy God. for people who seven complain. band lineups seven to ten every weekend, every fucking weekend. Oh. I have no sympathy. Oh, fascinating. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, it went on for a long time. There were a lot of bands that played. It was really fun. Uh, one guy came up. He was like a get. I think he was from another band. I didn't. I don't know the lore. I think it was like Kentucky local scene lore. Um, like spy, like the Spiderway No Way Home of my local scene or something was going on, and I didn't even know about it. But um. It, it was pretty cool. Uh, I loved watching people two-step. That's probably my favorite thing now is just, just like five people breaking into the same dance at the same time is so 
fun to watch, and I kind of want to learn how to do it. Good. Jake Mosh, Moshing Mosh Arc? Play, Just do the Club Penguin dance. Mobs. Yeah. <laughs> from Joy's set was crazy. Their fucking songs from the new album go so hard live. Docility is my favorite song on the record, and it's my favorite song that I saw them play live. It was just so fucking cool. Yeah, that it record was, rips. I, I think we were getting to the point when they finally went on where... Like, a bunch of people had maybe left or were tired, because I think the, like, craziest moshing point was the band before Age of Panic. They seemed to be, like, kind of big in our local scene or just in the Kentucky area, I guess. And they had the room moving crazy. There were less people for From Joy, but that was kind of better, in my opinion, because I got to see From Joy a little bit better than the other band. But it was still insane, don't get me wrong. Like, people were jumping around, picking each other up and kicking their legs. That's not a move. I <laughs> saw one guy spit, just spit into the air. Didn't like that. Not a fan. <laughs> going to be fully honest on that one. I didn't even see um, that. Yeah. Keely, was, this, is, uh, this is all just reminding me of, like, the first time I ever went to Talent Farm, which yeah. was a, a venue in South Florida. That was maybe five minutes from where I grew up and uh, was where all the local bands went and played. Although a lot of bigger bands played there too. Like I saw Tidal Fight there. I saw Touche mm. Mori there. The Data Remember used to play there when they were coming up. And yeah, <laughs> it was, it was a big, a big South Florida spot. history. But it was very much that like the first time I came home, it was just like, mom, they were doing like spin kicks and stuff. <laughs> they were yes, that is me right crazy. now on this podcast. I I did not get into the pit because I am too scared. <laughs> I, <laughs> I want to watch like some etiquette videos or something. I don't. I just don't want to do it wrong. Jackson actually got into the fucking pit. He was fucking washing around. I'd never seen this man wash before in my life, but it was the, the, uh, awesome. The vocalist like went up to us and started. Like, yeah, Graham was like, "All right, I'm going washing." <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he like jumped up at us and was like going crazy. He actually walked up to us before from Joy set, uh, and I had no idea it was him. The vocal I still don't know his name. I think it's Geo or I could be wrong. I think Geo but- is either the guitar <laughs> wow. player or the drummer. <laughs> That's a drummer. <laughs> maybe either oh. maybe. I don't I don't know. <laughs> you you fact. met them last night, so it's worse for you. Fact. I know. I met them. I did not get anyone's name. I'm a piece of shit, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, they don't list any of their names on, (laughs) on the band camp, but yeah, uh, the vocalist, they came up to me and they were super nice. We had seen them the whole show. They had a shirt that said, fuck your life on the back. And they had been in the pit moshing with everyone like the whole time. So I was not, I didn't know what they looked like (laughs) when they walked up. Uh, he was like, hey, I just want to say thank you for covering us on your show. And I was like, uh, are you from Joy? <laughs> <laughs> Had a whole fucking moment. <laughs> are, are, are you Mr. From Joy? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> it's the yeah. Mr. From Joy. <laughs> Their set was crazy. We got some pictures after. They're on the Instagram. Um, one of them said... It's crazy. I know your voices from the show. <laughs> Which was was, uh, it's crazy. I know your voices from the album. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, we talked to Jordan, too, for a little bit. He was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. That's the only person's name I got was Jordan. They were all super nice, and we're probably going to try and do an interview at some point. So. Wow. Very exciting. Um, that's That's been... Jackson, did you want to say anything about the show? I got my money's worth. Honestly, it was like almost six yeah. hours for yeah, $15. Oh really? <laughs> <Jesus Christ. laughs> the duality of man. The show was so long. 
I got my money's worth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, and I did get a special edition cassette that's Chrome of their new album, and it says right on it, Summer 2023 Tour Edition. So that's so cool. That's cool. Uh, it's not summer yet. Uh, uh I, whatever. I got a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's only 11 days, then it'll be summer. We'll be so oh, back. Actually, it's still spring. <laughs> uh, that's uh, all I got for uh, Jake and Jackson on the street. We'll have, uh, yeah. we'll definitely have more Jake and Jackson on the street, and Keely on the street, and even Ivy on the street. Everyone's on the fucking street next week, baby. Right, I was gonna right. say it's not even this coming week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, from the day this drops, if you're listening on release day, Monday, two days from now on Wednesday, we'll all be at Will's Pub for the Pulses with Sales Ahead I Met a Yeti show. So if you want to say hi, come say hi, because um, we will absolutely love to talk to anyone who listens. Speak um, for yourself, yeah. motherfucker. Okay, yeah. Don't talk to <laughs> Keely. <laughs> Most hated member of Mune Puke. <laughs> I'm going to be crowd killing. He crowd killing at the bar. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna do it in between sets. <laughs> yeah. Just do the arm spin moves like Zangief. Oh my there god! You go. Hey, you're just crowd killing to the house music. <laughs> I love Mr. Brightside comes on. Oh, oh god! Shit. <laughs> I love the breakdown on this one. All right. Oh shit! I am the walrus. I don't. I don't have a segue I, anymore. So I, I think yeah. it's just time to talk about. Uh, music like we do <laughs> on Mutant Puke. This Back to music. <laughs> uh, yeah, first song, we're going to be talking about Dylan Reavy Ultima. Keely, do you want to give some background on this? Because you suggested it and we had to listen to it on YouTube because it was, I guess, kind of a showcase or something. I don't know. You t- take it away. Sure, I don't, I don't sure. Sure. <laughs> There's the other never, bit. Never, never, never. Uh, yeah. So Dylan Reavy, uh, his like artist name is Seda uh, at Seda Guitar for most socials. Uh, he just does like instrumental, like fusion uh, and like prog rock stuff. I found him because uh, I play a Stramberg and now as of recent, Hyro also plays a Stramberg uh, and I became obsessed with them. So when I started checking out more of their artists, I was just like, it's cool that all these dudes like Gent and shit, but like I want to find somebody who's really in like the niche video gaming music and that's like all his music is. Just straight up Mario Kart music. Like he, yeah, he he makes jokes about it in his videos all the time. Yeah, like there, like he fucking throws in just Mario Kart clips constantly. Uh, his shit rules. And this particular song, I guess he did. Uh, they released a new line of like more budget friendly Strandbergs because of uh, you know Strandberg, you know they're fucking pricey as shit. So this song was, I guess, like a collaboration of like a single for him and uh, like showcase of the new Strandberg model that he recorded. The rescued model, which I also have. That's the one that Hyra has. Yes. Yeah. Is this the part where we try to convince Strandberg to sponsor the podcast? No, like, we'll do I an ad read for that. you. Introducing <laughs> the new Strandberg Rescued, <laughs> made from the premium woods that you know from Strandberg, but at a price that anyone can afford. Well, why would they sponsor us now, Hyro? Why would they sponsor <laughs> us? Because that's where I'm ending it. That's where I'm ending it. And you and want the rest of it? You got to pay up. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a Keeley special. Uh, that whole section is just gonna be redacted until you give us what we want. 
Exactly. <laughs> uh, it's special. This is a yeah. hostage situation on the ad read. But yeah, he's he's an he's an Australian guitar player that rules. Uh, right. When I saw this came out, I was just like, this would be fun to review. Uh, interestingly enough, I will be reviewing it right now. Uh, <laughs> like. My my first note, actually, I think it's funny that you mentioned this, and I'm glad that with zero context, I still picked it up. I said, video game on music. This, this, shit sounds, this shit sounds like you're in a video game. This song sound, makes me feel like I am the video game. This shit gave really... me an existential crisis. <laughs> it's named after a video game, Ultima Online, right? It's not well, a real thing. No, That's Ultima. Not a real thing. Ultima's <laughs> a Final <laughs> Fantasy. It's a Final Fantasy reference. Oh. I really enjoy Strandberg's. I don't own one yet. Eventually, I will. But I'm not a guitar player, so it's more just because, haha, funny guitar without the fucking headstock or whatever the fuck. I played Keeley's when I was over to record the vocals for Ghost Girl, and I fucking love them. Strandbergs are great. This whole song's crazy as fuck. The guitar harmonies go wee. Um, very, very fun <laughs> guitar harmonies. Like a um, pig. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> the song goes pretty crazy in general. It's just like, it's just this fucking, from front to back, ridiculous ass fucking, basically a guitar solo. Um on a Strandberg that sounds like you're in Mario Kart St stomping Goombas or Koopas or whatever the fuck. Uh, I am going to give it a silver. I'm a, you know, instrumentalist hater, uh, but it's very fun. I definitely want to check out more from Dylan Reavy. This shit was cool. You know what, Jackson, why don't you, why don't you go over and you, will you go ahead and take over? Well, damn, I am not an instrumental hater. I love instrumentals. <laughs> I think jazz is one of my favorite, uh, genres actually i can understand what you say by video game ah music because it's like <laughs> <laughs> you know shit that people will say like i'd only listen to real music like anime intros and video game <laughs> <laughs> which to be fair this is video game as music but it's also pretty good i liked everything about it just a jazz fusion type uh shit which video games do not make that genre there's a bunch of artists that do, do this type of music. No, uh, did you know that Persona invented jazz? It's true. <laughs> yep. Average did you know Persona, Persona 5 was the first one in the series? <laughs> Persona 5? Is that a Woodlands Creatures 3 tour reference? Oh my god. <laughs> god. Wednesday no, Bill's Pub. Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Wednesday. <laughs> Sorry, Jackson. Continue, Jackson. <laughs> I'm getting this gold. If you disagree with me, I will crowd kill on Wednesday. <laughs> Great. Oh. I'm gonna get crowd killed by Jackson in my fucking house because I gave Dylan Reedy a silver. Keely. You already Yatu Savis, baby. You already know I'm giving this shit a gold. Um I think his production gets better and better every release, and this song only stands to that further. He gets a lot better at his layering, because, like, his songs used to be very, like, bare bones with, like, robotic-ass drums, but, like, they were charming, and the fucking composition was crazy. This is way more thought out. There's a lot more layers. There's a lot more lead work. Uh, the main riff of the song goes fucking stupid insano mode. 
and that's probably my favorite bit of the whole thing. Uh, so you you know it's like ten thousand million gold, uh, and he gets the cool uh, he gets a sick guitar award. That's that's my first superlative <laughs> of the week. The sick guitar award. The sick guitar award, baby. Awesome, Hiro. Yeah, I'm also gonna give it a gold. Honestly, so. I'm very hit or miss with instrumental stuff, and I've heard a lot of this uh, music before, and it doesn't all connect with me because it does start to feel a little samey at times, but this track just rips, just front to back rips. It also feels more, a little more self-aware than some of the other ones, but it, like Keely said, that main riff just goes so hard. All of it is just, it's just a good time. It's just fun, and I think that's what like what honestly that's what makes it feel the most like video gamey is the fact that you can just have a good time with it while doing something else and not feel like you've missed anything hell yeah yeah gold that makes it a certified mutant puke banger i think from the front half of the episode this make this is either like four or five in one episode which might be a new mutant puke record to be honest (laughs) most positive mutant puke episode ever (laughs) (laughs) finally positivity finally the pukers stop throwing up on the songs i like excellent dylan reavy ultima definitely check that out i think it's only on youtube as a playthrough uh but it's very very cool uh moving on to take today precursors punk band from burlington new jersey take today i had not heard of before um but having on the playlist was a nice change of pace uh they are definitely like kind of a more chill punk band they're definitely not like your hardcore punk or anything like that it kind of reminds me of my old band a little bit where they're like in between like this alternative sound and like that classic punk i think the instrumental's pretty straightforward but there are some fun guitar parts sprinkled throughout the vocals kind of have like a mix between this pop punk and almost emo vibe i think it kind of feels nostalgic honestly and overall was a pretty fun listen for me um, I'm gonna give it a silver. I think it was pretty cool and it's definitely worth your time to check that out. Wow. Uh, Jackson. You pretty much nailed it. I also have never heard of this band before, but I'm glad it's in here. It does kind of have that fusion of, you know, nostalgic, like early 2000s with some productions that you find in uh, today's music uh, with this type of genre, which I thought, I think it's a nice, uh, a nice combination because I think, uh, production is half of the song in my opinion and uh the song itself you know it does have some uh parts where it's just like basic uh bar chords going over uh like the filter that we keep talking about (laughs) but i think it's the filter the nostalgia filter phone (laughs) god smack but not that bad this is actually i think tastefully done I wouldn't say this was a huge banger, but I think it was pretty enjoyable for what it was. So I'm going to give it a silver, too. Excellent. Keely. Uh, Everybody said good word things, uh, so it's hard for me to say good word things, so I'm going to sound a little dumb. Uh, (laughs) I found this through a Twitter mutual, uh, you know, because that seems to be a common recurring thing. Shouts out to to social media for rotting my brain on the daily. (laughs) I've been using Twitter a lot more to find more musicians and find bands, and it's actually kind of worked out pretty pretty well but i found this because i saw it dropped and i mainly saw there was a little story behind the artwork first which made me intrigued because we know that i'm a notorious pop punk hater have been for years but the artwork is one of the members of the band just took like a genuine like candid photo of their grandmother and like i don't know i think that kind of shit is really neat like when you can get a picture that's just like 
wow, that almost feels like a professional photographer like went and hunted out like this this image with a deep backstory, but it's just like, nah, I took a picture of my grandma. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, so that made that made me want to check this out. Uh, and to be honest, again, I'm a pop punk hater. Uh, this was actually really good. Um, the production was really solid. I like the vocal production a lot. I think this genre tends to go very hardcore, auto-tuned, like very clean, squeaky, obnoxious pop style vocals. Uh, and this felt like it leaned more to like just being a little grittier and like everything felt full. Uh, it definitely is a little bit leaning on the nostalgia side, which I tend to not be as crazy about. Uh, but overall, like this, this is like if somebody asked me like, oh, if you had to listen to pop punk, what would you listen to? Like this would definitely be in the realm of stuff that I would reach to and recommend. Uh, so I'm gonna give it a high silver. Excellent. And high row. All right, I'm going to be the hater of the group. I'm giving it a participatory. (laughs) (laughs) Instrumentally, it reminds me a lot of Taking Back Sunday, which going off what Keeley said, if I had to pick a pop punk band, it would be Taking Back Sunday because I am also a noted pop punk hater. My main issue with it more than anything is the front half of the song's vocals are boring. They're just boring to me. I, I think that the vocalist should play with his range a little more because I think he has it and just played it way too safe in the first half. And so it just sounds uninspired to me, doesn't doesn't do anything uh, in the back half, which is why I'm more disappointed in the first half. Uh, he does tend to, to go forward a bit more. And while, well, yeah, you have to, to build and ramp to things, I think he started from too low of a point. The ending I really liked except I feel like it kind of just ends. So I I think compositionally, it left a little to be desired at the end there. Instrumentally, overall, I thought it was cool. Vocally, it wasn't my thing. So, yeah. All right. That was uh, Take Today, Precursors. Moving on to the next single, baby. We're talking Jillian Carter, Bastard of Light, a punk band from Orlando, Florida. Who the fuck put punk? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Punk They're a hardcore Orlando. band. They're a hardcore band I from don't... Melbourne. <laughs> I probably just got it from Bandcamp or something. I don't know. I can't tell what genres these are. Don't get wow. so fucking butthurt over it, Keely. No one gives <laughs> Actually, a fuck that you like Jillian Carter, okay? Band. And they're from Melbourne. You put some fucking respect on Jillian Carter's name. Eat my Honestly, ass. Though. They're getting a participation now. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> uh, I loved the instrumental. I thought the guitar work and just the overall like composition of the instrumental of the song was really, really fucking fun. I think the guitar tones are immaculate. And they got fucking riffs, baby. They got riffs for days. Uh, the drummer goes absolutely sicko mode on this shit. Uh, the song has a really fun energy to it like at all times like it was really the instrumental that kept me locked into this even though i hate the vocals i do not like the vocals <laughs> at all uh, no no shade towards jillian carter i've kind of talked about um these specific kind of hardcore vocals before i there's just something about the timbre of it and the tone of it that that takes away from the energy of the instrumental. Um, we went over another band that kind of does a similar thing with their production of their their vocals. And I know that it's a choice. I know that it's a thing that they do. Um, I just don't, I just don't love it. I can't get into it. You talking um, about the Freda? I, uh, I think so. Yeah. yeah. 
the shooters are out today for the vocalists. It's so over. <laughs> I don't think I think the vocalist is a good vocalist. Uh, it's just that the like this the choices that they made for how they want the vocals to sound is just not the choices I would have made for this song. And that's totally fine. They have a good vibe and they have a good thing going. And and the song itself is very fun to listen to, even if I don't enjoy the vocals that much. I gave it a high silver. Uh, the It was just only that one little nitpick uh, that kept it from being a gold. Uh, but genuinely, like, this instrumental was fun as fuck. Um, Keely says it all the time. Uh, if there was, like, an instrumental cut of a song, she might like it more. Jesus. This is maybe the first time I felt that way about a song i just think it's so much fun uh uh, i was a lot of this stuff it's become pretty much a trend now that i listen to all the music while i'm driving uh this song came on and i was just yeah i was driving i was super stoked it was very fun but yeah i'm going to give it a high silver and now we will hear from jackson damn uh i didn't expect that score honestly (laughs) for me yeah i thought you're gonna give it much lower (laughs) but i think I like the vocals a lot more than uh, I thought I would. I don't really listen to this type of music that much, except for like at a live show. I think it's uh, pretty fun by itself, even if it's not played live, which um, I'm not sure where I'm going with this. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I can tell. (laughs) Remind me to make notes. Okay, make notes. Hey, Jackson, you you should make notes next time. Oh, sure. I'll write that down right now. <laughs> yeah, make a note of that. Um, I kind of wish uh, the ending part, uh, the last, I'd say, 30 seconds, that's when the song really starts to get interesting, and then it just ends, which uh, I'm not sure if it's transitioning to another song uh, deliberately or not. Um, was there a this full... Is actually, al- uh, it's a one-off single um, on a compilation oh. that Jeremy Bolm put together. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, that's the only negative thing I can really think of. Um, just the last 30 seconds were starting to build up to something more, which I thought they would expand upon that. But then it's just like, nope, it's over. So I'm going to give this uh, a silver two. All right. Uh, bring in the dick riders, Keely. Bing bong. <laughs> uh, I mean, when we did, I, was I on the podcast when you guys did the last Jillian Carter record? I don't remember. I don't, I don't think we've I don't ever remember reviewed doing this band. T- I think yeah. you suggested it, and we Australia? told you to eat my ass. No. No, Melbourne is on the west coast of Florida. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> to put into perspective how long I I personally have been seeing and playing shows with Jillian Carter, my second local show ever in 2012 was with Jillian Carter. Um, You're so old. Yeah, they've been around a they've been around a really long time. Like specifically, the vocalist and uh, he's also the guitar player and the main writer. And I think he produced a single. He does a lot of like their one-off stuff. Logan has rotated lineups for this band for twenty years. Like they've genuinely. I, I'm pretty sure Jillian Carter's first year was 2003 so they're a 20 year old like still trucking just did their first japanese tour like no it was like their third japanese tour <laughs> no i don't it was caution children who's done japan i don't think uh jillian's no, done japan jillian's done jillian's done japan a few times 
Oh, so this is, I guess, I think this is the second time this lineup has gone, then, if that's the case. Bob's been in for a while. Regardless. We're really getting in the weeds here. Yeah, the South Florida nerds (laughs) are fucking arguing. Mom, pick me up. I'm scared. Uh, (laughs) This this track rips. I love Jillian Carter a lot. I think they are a band in particular that started really strong. They had a lull in the middle where I kind of fell off with them for a bit uh, because their discography (laughs) is like over 100 songs now. Uh, and now I think with their last album and this single, they're like coming back swinging harder than ever. I think Logan's vocals sound better than they ever have. Uh, I think their instrumentals sound really full. The drums are really in sync instead of just being like black metal blast beats all the time. I really love this. I'm giving it a gold. A gold from Keeley. Hyro. I'm going to give something shocking and also give it a gold. Uh, Ooh, just, shocker. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, this kind of, like, black metal-influenced, like, screamo, hardcore style is 100% my thing. I have literally seen this band play in the home that I lived in. Uh, like Keely said, it's just it's one of those bands <clears throat> that it's just like, if you grew up in South Florida going to shows, you've seen this band. I think I played with them, not last November, but the year before. I played with them and Zeta on the same show, and it was wild. Um, also at Will's Pub. Uh, yeah, the, the track itself is just, it's a continuation of the last album, and that last album rips. This is just continuing off of that. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, if it was recorded in the same session as the last album, then Caden from Pool Kids drummed on this track hmm. because he drummed on the last album, uh, which we also, they recorded with Lon Bashiri and in Tallahassee, and the Elders also recorded with them for the uh the stuff that we will have coming out soon and have been releasing uh but yeah going back to the track just front to back just hits hard does everything it needs to do and gets out respect all right cool uh jillian carter bastard of light you can't you uh, can't put florida in front of us because then we start it's fucking, true and we yeah, just yeah. we just go yeah who, ye- who picked this song for the who, who the fuck do you think well what do you mean you can't put florida in front of us you put it in front of yourself dumbass what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm seeing a lot of don't don't bring florida around here carrying florida he was I, full of shit i see a lot of i see a lot of keely on this playlist <laughs> <laughs> a little interesting this week. Hmm. Uh, moving on, though, to a song that Jake added to the playlist. Oh, God. Jake added this song? <laughs> Come on. Fuck you, motherfucker. We're talking about Pink Panthers, Angel, uh, from the Barbie album. Uh, Pink Panthers is a British singer-songwriter and record producer. Uh, assumedly from Britain. We cannot be sure. <laughs> Jake did not add it to the notes. It says British singer songwriter. What the fuck you mean? That would just That's that would just say joke. she's broke. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I know Pink Panthers because of Ice Spice. Ice Spice, my beloved. Uh, my I haven't actually Spice Girl. <laughs> 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 I haven't actually listened to Pink Panthers on her own before. I just listened to the one song that Ice Spice was on <laughs> because I love Ice Spice. But um, I was actually very, uh, very happy with this. Uh, I think Pink Panthers is an excellent vocalist. She kind of like reminds me a little bit of like Imogen Heap. I don't know. Is that how you fucking Imogen pronounce it? Heap? Imogen Heap? Imogen? Yeah, Imogen. I, I'm not an expert on pronunciations. We know that. I'm basically <laughs> well illiterate aware. on the podcast. Um, I think her it's vocal. Okay, de- you're from Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> I think her vocal decisions are really cool, and like, there's some like tasteful auto tune sounds and stuff on it the, on the track, which I think is fun. 
Uh, they just straight up threw a fucking violin jam in the middle and like the chorus, which I think is cool. And the song's really catchy. I, you know, in like the modern pop era, especially songs that are written for like movies and shit or on movie soundtracks, like it's short. It has like two choruses and and two verses that are basically just second choruses or first choruses. Who fucking knows? Uh, and so it's like a a two minute track um, that's like. You know, pretty straightforward, modern pop formula, but she sounds great. It's catchy. It's fun. It makes me want to see the Barbie movie. I'm going to give it a gold and I'm going to go see the fucking Barbie movie and be like, I reviewed that song on my little podcast. You guys wouldn't have heard about it. We're from a different school. We got to do the the Barbenheimer double feature. We got to see Barbie and then Oppenheimer. I don't know they if I come can out the same day. Give five and a half hours of my life to do that. Actually, I don't know. Why is Oppenheimer three hours kissing and fucking three hours? Like what the fuck? It's I told so ridiculous. you. I told I I po- I I posted about this in some Discord. They're gonna. It's gonna be the whole movie is gonna be bullshit, and then it's gonna build up. And then uh, they're gonna he's gonna say a one liner and bust a nut, uh, and then they're gonna play that fucking nuclear bomb song, uh, and then he's gonna fucking die. That's gonna be the whole movie. Nuclear bombs are now legal. God, I hope there's um, an epic rap battles of history with Oppenheimer. They're they're recording a new series. Featuring Matt and Ryan from Super Mega want to <laughs> yeah. be on it. <laughs> yeah, featuring Matt Watson and Ryan McGee. Eli Ryan McGee, the funny brothers. But anyways, that has nothing to do with my fucking review of Pink <laughs> Panther's Angel. Uh, however, let's hear Jackson's review. Fuck yeah, I'm going to see the Barbie movie. Fuck I'm going to see yeah. Oppenheimer. All I'm the gonna, girls are going to go see the Barbie movie. Hell yeah. I'm going to see the Barbie movie while watching a leaked video of uh, Oppenheimer at the on my phone. Yeah, Respect. by the time Barbie's done, it'll be like halfway through Oppenheimer. <laughs> you can catch a sh- second Barbie showing. <laughs> Finally. But uh, yeah, the only thing I've heard about uh, this artist was from the one song with Ice Spice. I and I don't even listen to Ice Spice, just that one song that she had to be on. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I think she's a decent backing vocalist in that one Ice Spice song, and I'm glad to see that she's doing her own solo stuff too. And I that thought this song was pretty good. was her song. It's a re- the Ice Spice one is a remix with Ice Spice. Yeah. Oh, shit. So, My bad. Yeah. There's an original <laughs> version. She's not the backing vocalist. Amazing. <laughs> Never mind. Disregard all that. She's from the Spice Girls, though. Yeah. Favorite yeah. Spice Girl. Pink Pantheress. Yeah. <laughs> uh, born after they broke up. <laughs> Former <laughs> member. Wouldn't be the first time. Just like the Wiggles. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me? I know you watched that same fucking YouTube video about the Wiggles theme park. Oh, you we're fucking really, know it, we're, go, we're going hard the to big shit right r- now. Oh, wait. The, the, the Super Eye Patch Wolf video? No, it's a... Uh... I don't no. know who the guy's who name it? is. It's like no. Defunct Land. Defunct Land. Yeah, it was Defunct Land. Land. Yeah, Defunct Land. Yeah, the the ride is just the yeah. big red car yeah, yeah, slowly yeah. going I, through. I did also recently <laughs> watch that video. Like giant sparse rooms where you can see like all the mechanics at the top. So fucking yep. weird. Who, who's <laughs> reviewing right now? Me. Who's uh, Jackson okay. is. We have, <laughs> I don't think puke. he's good. <laughs> Mutant Puke amusement park ride reviews. 
the Wiggles. Yeah, hell yeah. Shouts out to Funkland, though. Yeah, shout out True. to Funkland. Great channel. Uh, Jackson, do you want to finish your <laughs> review now? No. Uh, no score. Sorry. My time's up. <laughs> Silver. Finish it, dumbass. <laughs> Silver. Okay. Uh, fucking Keely. <laughs> Uh, I'm opening this one up. Uh, this was the unexpected superlative I was talking about earlier. This shit gets the okay. snare award. Holy, f- the fucking <laughs> snare drum and the production on the drums in this track go stupid. It's so good. I listen to it on monitors and headphones <laughs> in my car. It's so good. It's unfucking. I, I don't even care about the rest. Of- this makes me want to give Barbie <laughs> so much money for the cause for making this <laughs> snare drum happen. Like uh, there uh, also there is one particular sound effect that is used in this song that dropped it to a silver because it was a gold until I heard this in the background, whatever pitched weird who 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 they have as part of the beat. <laughs> I, that's it. That that kicked it to a silver Wait, by itself. Who let the dogs out? But this track was shockingly sick. The the hoedown violin solo for a minute was hysterical in a good way. Not what I was expecting for the Barbie movie soundtrack, but also sounds exactly like the Barbie movie soundtrack. And the snare drum fucks. Like, I would fuck to that snare drum. Uh, so, snare award, <laughs> high silver. Uh, that's all I have. All right. Thank you for that, Keely. That was excellent. <laughs> I can tell you were very bricked up on this one. Hyro. Uh, <laughs> So I actually gave this one a bronze, mostly because it felt like uh, y'all were talking about the nostalgia factor for the pop punk song. And that's basically how I felt about this one was that it was aiming for that like Y2K era pop sound. Uh, And there's nothing inherently wrong with that. It just it felt a little too polished for me in that sense. I I get why you all enjoyed it. And I'm not here to to yuck anyone's yum. I think that there's... (laughs) <laughs> is that is that not a not a, Keely, not a where phrase the fuck you're you find this with? guy at? I've heard it before. Yeah. All right. You never no, heard of a grip, but you've heard of whatever the hell you just said. <laughs> we get it. You're Yuck from Kentucky. You it's fine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. The the track itself is fine. Um, I think it's a decent song. It's just personally not for me. I, I don't know. I'd rather listen to Britney Spears. <laughs> That's that's Base. that's basically like the whole song that I was listening the whole time I was listening to it I was just like I'd rather listen to Toxic and okay. that's that's all I've got. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather be listening to Toxic by Britney Spears. That's a classic mutant puke review right there. <laughs> that's going down in the in the record books forever now. We it's going to be a tagline on our first t-shirt. I would rather be listening to Toxic by Britney Spears. <laughs> and on the back says a bunch of random noises. <laughs> oh my god. It's uh yeah. Yeah, I, I had a segue, but then I realized what was next, and I no longer have a segue. So, uh, <laughs> moving on to. <laughs> oh wait, 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 wait! Whoa, 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 whoa! Hold the presses! Yeah. I forgot. This is a Nakey Jakey review. Uh, Nakey yeah. Jakey, take it away. Uh, I just want to say I love everything Y2K. I love the early 2000s. <laughs> I like. I I get people that are like, I miss the 90s. Like I kind of get it now. God like I do 90s, have kids. pure, just pure nostalgia for the early 2000s. All the aesthetic, Pink Panther <clears throat> dresses and makes music <laughs> like it came from 2002. Uh, very good song. I enjoyed this one a lot. 
Uh, it's gonna be a gold for me. Um, yeah, Barbie. Barbenheimer. We're all gonna be there for Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer uh, Wednesday baby. at Will's Pub, seeing pulses and I Met a Yeti and with sales ahead. It will be seeing Barbenheimer as well, watching the leaked documents and drinking a lot of fluids. Uh, I wasn't <laughs> paying attention. <laughs> Why do you have to say it like that? We're drinking piss at the fucking gig. I wasn't paying attention enough. Uh, was there anybody that gave it a gold besides Jake and I? No. no. Awesome. Love no. you guys. Um, can we take a quick break? I gotta take. I gotta take the dog out. He's got a shit. Oh my god. Okay. Yes. Everyone, keep recording. Yeah, I'll be right back. Do I have um, permission to get up too? I was gonna say while Ivy's doing that, I'm going to go finish my lemonade. Teacher, so can I, will, I please I will get up? Be right yeah. Back. Yeah, Jackson. <laughs> Fuck, Fuck you, bitch. Don't talk to me like call. that. Fuck you, motherfucker. Come on. <laughs> We're flying through today, at least. We're doing good. I am I am very high. Uh, <laughs> I was. I'm coming down. Now I'm getting a white claw to get back up. Whatever I was saying in the Pink Panther S review, I don't think it made any sense. <laughs> it, when I was saying it, it was not making sense to me. Did you do any episode sober? No. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I try not to get this fucked up. <laughs> it's okay, I'm with you. What I can't frick? believe we're all gonna be together in real life next week. That's gonna be so fun. You keep saying next yeah, week. It's in like four days. <laughs> it is next week. It's, it's Saturday. It's literally next week, you motherfucker. <laughs> God. <laughs> That's how a fucking week works. Florida motherfuckers. Always telling me <laughs> I gotta leave. It is I start, today's Saturday. I start driving on Wednesday at five thirty a.m. So I should be there Hello. around like one thirty, two o'clock. Jack, like we'll back. Hours. Yeah. Uh, no, we're waiting on Hiro. Goddamn. Hold on. <laughs> I watched uh, an hour and a half of Germa clips last night. <laughs> Hard. I Boom. I get it. I get it now. You get it. That guy's fucking insane. <laughs> <laughs> That might be some of the funniest shit I've ever fucking watched. I, I laughed so hard that my throat was fucked for the whole night. That shit was crazy. I want you to know that recently I got into uh, the Jamaican soda, the fucking pineapple soda. That shit goes crazy. Every time I hear the word Jamaican, I like literally can't not say Jamaican me crazy. Like, <laughs> I have a disease or something. Hiro said, let me go finish my lemonade. How long could that take? <laughs> he drinks it through his dick hole. Give him a fucking second. <laughs> this is the sound the dick hole makes slurping up a yeah. fresh glass of lemonade. You know who Absolutely. makes really good fucking lemonade? Goddamn Penn Station, baby. That shit oh fucks. Penn, Penn Island? That's a good show. I watched that with Daisy when I stayed with her on Had Christmas. Penis Land. <laughs> <laughs> you figured it out. <laughs> Dangly parts. I messaged him on Facebook. He didn't answer. Not the Facebook message. Maybe he should. Come play Farmville with me. <laughs> Damn, Mune Puke Farmville Let's Play would go crazy. <laughs> I want to do a playthrough of like one of those shitty fucking mobile games that comes up on like Instagram ad. Oh, Rick and Morty run. <laughs> Rick and Morty run. What the fuck is that? Just combine like intellectual properties into one mishmash of a game. <laughs> Super Rick and Morty Spider Man uh, Cuphead. 
Mickey You're Mouse just talking escapade. About Fortnite. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, Optimus yeah, Prime is in Fortnite, fucking dude. Fortnite. Let's fucking go! Hell yeah! Why did Optimus Prime get introduced into Fortnite through the use of fucking Jurassic Park? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> the the like trailer for it that was at the fucking Game Awards or whatever. It was like Jurassic Park fucking raptors getting like going to a fucking temple, and then yeah. the which I don't even know was the temple like. Is it supposed to be an Indiana Jones thing? I don't fucking know. That was last Battle Pass, wasn't it? No, that was a few no, Battle Passes ago. It's like well, last I mean, year. It probably is in some way. The, maybe they'll do like an old indie skin or something. But they so do the raptors to the fucking temple, and then Optimus Prime <laughs> manifests into a tiny version of himself. And then the thing fucking explodes, and they all run away, and just all of a sudden Optimus Prime is cool with them. I don't really know how that works, and I, I, I just don't get it. <laughs> my guess is, well, the Optimus Prime being included is like madness. Like, the story to Fortnite, I have no idea. None of it makes sense. But... Pyrus had be there in one sec. I'm assuming he had to, he had to poop. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think this is a good collaboration because the new Transformers movie is Rise of the Beasts, and they're in the jungle a lot, so that's probably why it kind of worked as a collab. They have an Optimus Primal skin as well. It's his robot mode, so... <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, if it's not the monkey, why do yeah, I give right. a <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's a cool robot mode, don't get me wrong, I like how he looks, but you want Optimus Primal for the monkey aspect of Optimus the, Primal. The coolest fucking part is the monkey. That's yeah. the only reason I want to see the film is there's a big fucking giant <laughs> mech goddamn robot fucking monkey in the yeah, jungle. Absolutely. Robot I would fucking say, monkey. That's, bold yeah. statement. I would say the uh, the entirety of fucking the new Transformers movie is better than the entirety of Naruto. They're both set <laughs> in fucking middle of the jungle forest bullshit. Uh, but giant robots fighting each other, Michael Bay style, is way cooler than a bunch of fucking lame-ass ninjas. I don't, I guess, like, it's just an absurd comparison. I don't think <laughs> Why so. Why would you compare those two things? Because they're both oh. in the forest. It's a big setting. It's a big set piece. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we're going by? <laughs> yes. If I have to watch a bunch of people fight in the forest, I'd rather watch Monkey Optimus Prime fight other robots well where's tarzan land on this uh he's being shown he's being shown the exciting world of gay sex by milo from (laughs) adventure to atlantis all right what's a better movie get out or shrek 2 (laughs) fuck get out get out (laughs) really (laughs) yes shrek 2 i like shrek 1 way more than shrek 2 yeah that's fair i do too uh, let like me Shrek, ask Poppy. Shrek Poppy. 2 was the most DreamWorks Shrek. All right, Do you sorry. like Shrek 1 or Shrek yeah, 2 better? I thought I had a tiny bit more time since you said you had to let your dog out. Are we still <laughs> recording? Hey, yes, yes. This please. is all going on the show. I, I'll yeah. cut it a little bit. <laughs> um, uh, Poppy your... said that they like Shrek 2 better than Shrek 1. Well, like Shrek like that's 1 a pretty Shrek common <laughs> If you've watched Shrek 1 enough, you know it's a superior movie. It's simpler. Agreed. It's less convoluted. It's a better watching it's a classic. experience. It has a better message. Does it? Yeah. Can we get back to the show? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> taking the reins back. Taking the reins back. We're We're moving the fuck on. Sorry for that extended break. Uh, but we're talking about Shin... So, oh fuck me Shin Sakura <laughs> There you go Shin Sakura Bluebird featuring uh, 
Oh, this one I can't help me. you with. Yeah. Micah um, Labute. Thank. Sure. Close. In- <laughs> <laughs> when uh, I read that name originally, when I was making the notes, I, for some reason, I just turned it into the name Mike. Like, all right. <laughs> like a dude named Mike. <laughs> Shin is a Japanese producer. Uh, Micah is a multicultural songwriter, producer, and singer. They work together on this song, Bluebird. I think this shit. Maybe I'm totally off and maybe I'm stupid and maybe genres don't mean anything, but it kind of reminds me of like old Europop. Is anyone else getting that vibe or no, am I just I, insane? No, I definitely get uh, yeah, it. Yeah, it felt This not... is the, the early 2000s. This is the Y2K Europop to uh, okay. Pink Panthers' Y2K American pop. Okay. Even though Pink Panthers <laughs> is also British. Okay. Thank God. I, I, I was like. No, 100% backed. <laughs> I was like writing this. I was like, am, "Is this even based, or am I cringe right now?" Are am I cooking? <laughs> uh, I think the dance beat for it fucks. I think the vocals are really cool, uh, and uh, the song was like pretty straightforward and repetitive. Uh, but I thought it was really fun, like the whole way through. I think the harmonies go absolutely crazy, uh, and just in general, like I think this was just a really fun listening experience. Um, again, I was in the car, it came on, I was sitting at the light and I was like, I don't even want to, I don't even want to kill myself at this red light anymore. Uh, this song was very, very fun. Uh, Bluebird, very, very cool. I'm going to give it a gold. Uh, and we'll hear from Jackson. Man, this, this song reminds me like if you're at the club, but you're too goddamn tired to dance. So you try your damnedest. (laughs) (laughs) Giving it an honest effort. Yeah. This song was a bop. I liked it, but the fucking snare award is going toward this, if it really counts. I like the beat towards this, uh, so I'll put in that sound effect. Thank you very much, Jake. (laughs) I do not put in a sound effect for the snare award. (laughs) It's pretty fun. Uh, I like the beat. Uh, I think the, uh, I don't know how how you pronounce the name, Uh, Micah. I think yeah, uh Micah Lupte. Thank you. It's a she. Uh, well, they did a great job uh with <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I'll just put it at a silver and call it a day. <laughs> this oh. is a rough one. The second half is rough. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're gonna come like back. It, it's though. fine, it's fine. It's fun though. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so over, a, but we'll be so back soon. It's been it's been a week, Jake. It's been a fucking week. <laughs> yeah, it has been a whole it week. It sure has. Keely. So I came into this one very excited after the last standalone single we did, N-O-Y-B. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that song a lot, and it's only grown on me since we reviewed it. This one, I got very hyped when it started because of like, that octave guitar effect that kicks in. Uh, I love the way Shin Sakura plays guitar. I think he's really like just one of those... like fun pocket players that when he's playing you're nodding your head in some way because he's holding it down however that did not stick the vocals i definitely got like more of like a european electronic influence especially from the vocals i was definitely caught off guard as well by the all english lyrics especially because i really have never heard shin sakura work with anybody like doing english vocal um so that was different i would say overall this is not my favorite track i like his production a lot i found this one to just be kind of like filling the pop hole niche not in a bad way just 
in a, in a way that I think he's done stronger before. Uh, so for me, I'm going to have to give this one a very high bronze. All right. And Hyro. I actually give this one a uh, silver. I, Ivy, I back the, the Euro pop, like Y2K thing. It goes hard. Uh, I really, really liked it. The, the word that I could use this, and there's another review that we're going to do that I will use the same word for, is endearing. Uh, something about it just feels very sincere and endearing, and I vibe with it a lot. I guess the only thing keeping it from gold for me is just the fact that it's not usually the kind of thing that I'll listen to, but I, I give it a high silver. Respect. Excellent. Moving on to the next review use of days rust featuring tom mish i had to have nailed that one i, I had to have nailed that one. <laughs> actually yes i think you got them both correct fucking nailed it baby we're so okay, if, it, if it's not mish it's mish <laughs> which is like almost the same thing but yes i think you nailed it i'm an american from kentucky i read good uh <laughs> one of the uk's most exciting innovative young drummers and producers though largely considered a quote, jazz, end quote, drummer. Uh, his sound melds everything from 70s funk to Sengali's percussion to recent UK grime. You're, it made me feel like I was in a movie. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I was like, I'm the fucking main character. I'm going, I'm going to commit crimes. That bass line was fat as fuck. I think the, the like ethereal harmonies in the background that kind of fill out the track are really fucking cool. I love these fucking vibey songs, baby. Vibey songs to drive recklessly to and romanticize my melancholic solitude. Uh, <laughs> this shit's really, really cool. Really enjoyable, uh, and you know, especially for like some cool instrumental shit, really, really fuck with this vibe. Just in general, this vibe, cool as hell. I'm giving it a gold as well. Very, very liberal with the golds this week. Uh, it is what it is. Suck my ass. Uh, Jackson. This song is getting the bass award for the week. Let's go. Just <laughs> making up fucking awards off. now. <laughs> Everyone gets an award. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you don't review shit. Fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> I like this vibe. Uh, the bass line the entire time just flows so nicely. Uh, I could definitely just chill out and listen to this all day. Uh, I'm giving this a gold. Hell yeah. A chill-ass gold from our, our chill-ass co-host Jackson. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then from the dark corner of the ring comes the Slav <laughs> Goblin. Not uh, the, the certified <laughs> Goblin God. <laughs> Um, so I put this on the playlist the second I saw that it was within our like review release window, uh, because this, uh, the three members of this particular collaboration, uh, I am a very large fan of their trio. Yusef Days, I found, um, he went viral a while ago on hilariously Facebook. Uh, he did a live <laughs> session on a tour, but the live session was in like a school bus that was modified to like be a tiny studio. And he did this session. It was keyboard, guitar, bass, and drums. Was it driving? Yes, actually. Uh, like clown and, core <laughs> type shit. And they did this live session, uh, and he got known because his just like his drum work and his pocket and his groove and like the way that like he's so invested like dude is lost in the music just nodding his head he's calling out to the band members like it's a really really neat thing so i've been following him for a long time when i saw this single came out i was like no brainer i want to throw this in there if we could the bass player uh the guitar player tom mish and yusef days do a trio and it's funny ivy mentioned that it was like uh like almost like movie-esque i guess because 
they do a lot of like videography to go with these sessions because they'll do this live you can hear like he fucks up twice and he's just he yells he's like ah and then they restart again (laughs) uh like these tracks are all done live in the studio and like they just run in and get the best take they do a lot of videos to go with it that are like very beautiful uh so i'm hoping that they do something like that with this to elevate the experience instrumentals fucking rule uh the bass player pino paladino is a fucking mastermind uh, oh, I'm sorry, not Pino, Rocco. Rocco Paladino. There are two big bass players with Paladino as a last name. Yusef is uh, a king amongst drummers. Immediate gold. That's I, I got nothing but love for this track. It's so good. Big old gold from Keeley. Hyro, how did you feel about I'm the track? I'm also going to give it a big gold. It's just such a vibe. Certified mutant puke banger! <laughs> yeah, it's just a banger. It's such a good time good vibes tom mish is kind of hit or miss for me um i know he does a lot of stuff with like cory wong and all of those like the wolf peck guys and everyone in that new jazz scene but i've I've struggled to get into him but rips it on this track yusuf days always kills it like like healy said everyone on this track is just so good at all times banger facts shit's shit's crazy shit is fucking crazy i'll have to check out more stuff from them too because uh this track was really really cool if you when join the mutant to... puke discord i'll send the live session in the discord you should join the mutant puke discord and come talk <laughs> shit with us there you go boom thank you keely uh Will's time to talk wednesday <laughs> Strandberg, <laughs> give us money <laughs> <laughs> this back half of the podcast is a fucking disaster. <laughs> you know it's not a fucking disaster, baby. I'm talking Bickle, biblical, baby. Uh, Bickle, Bickle my beloved. <laughs> American producer from Atlanta, Georgia That got his start on SoundCloud Still waiting on the Bajalvin Bickle collab uh, Bajickle, my beloved It must happen Bajickle uh, Bajickle, baby. You're still waiting on it the, You're saying that the same episode You thought of the idea Yeah like. but they're aware They, The audience is aware That we're recording a week later Okay uh, Seven yeah. days has passed since we talked to DJ Craig A full seven days And nights Yeah no six nights Fuck you <laughs> Bickle is still still very cool uh sometimes his vocals remind me of like childish gambino singing which i thought was cool i think the fly is a really strong opener and it might be my favorite track uh i'll have to listen to it some more uh but bickle has this like special way where he can like repeat parts a lot which is not uncommon for this kind of style of music but it still sounds really fresh and catchy uh he just like is able to kind of deliver it in different ways to where it still feels like because uh, exa- as an example in i want to be loved he says i want to be loved multiple times but he says it in like a bunch of different ways he does a lot of different um vocal deliveries for that specific line and obviously the point is to like reinforce the repeating of i want to be loved but there's even a part where the instrumental itself changes and the whole vibe shifts, even though he's saying the exact same words. I think if you're going to do that, Bickle has got it fucking nailed down. That's the way to do it. Uh, the instrumentals are super fun on the whole record. I love the violin and all my thrills. I think there was also some violin on the last song. Yes. Perhaps. Yeah. They, yeah. I think, I think it's on four tracks. Song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the piano and the vibe of apocalypse love song is such a great way to end the album as well just like from front to back you know opener to closer 
it, it, it just had me like hanging on. I kind of wish there was more to it. I think it's a really, really fun project. Um, I'm definitely going to be re recommending this to like a bunch of people. Easy gold, biblical, bickle, bickle fucking rules. Uh, Jackson. This is probably the artist that Jake's talked about the most um, in the week. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps constantly to bring it up Bickle. Man, I've no, been I doing that not. shit too. I talked yeah, about I'm, them one single time. What the hell are you I'm, talking I've been about? Dropping bi since the suburbs, I've been dropping Bickle in the Discord like crazy. You mentioned Bickle like at least three times at the show last night. <laughs> you are full of shit. No, so we talked about I am it not. one time. Okay. <laughs> I, th I think maybe some sort of um, uh, uh, fucking Berenstein Bears effect happened where the timeline split because we only talked about it a single time. Number one, it's Berenstein Bears. Number two, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're from the different universe. That's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck awesome, you. Jackson. I had. No idea what to go into. Uh, I thought The Fly was the best song and a great opener. Um, I enjoy Bickle's like little boyish, you know, vocals that he performs throughout the tracks and the beats and the instrumentals are really well done, produced, and they just sound amazing. Can't really say anything bad, so I'm going to give this a gold. A gold from Jackson. Geely. Oh, baby, let me fucking get ready to dick ride. Lord, forgive uh -huh. me, for I must dick, dick ride, ride again. So, I was super shocked, as, as many who listen may remember, with the suburbs, because I do not like this very simplistic, poppy, singer-songwriter style music. This album... What The Suburbs delivered as a single, this album really delivered in spades. Like, Bickle did. We're so used to, you know, bands, like, we're, we're no longer doing extended uh, single reviews, and we're not reviewing every single that comes out. Like, Bickle did a single for this album and then didn't tell anybody that a couple other songs were just, like, previous singles. He just dropped them, and then he's like, by the way, album. And I think that's, like... <laughs> A strong way for this genre to really stand out like uh I, there's so many standouts to me i love that you guys mentioned the fly i think the vocal work on the fly is fucking amazing uh the guitar riff is super simple but really pretty and i want to be loved uh while we're still young is really fun uh the only song i could say i could comfortably cut on this record would be all my thrills i was not as into that track as the rest uh, Apocalypse, Lo Apocalypse Love Song has Io Robo, who I've been fucking obsessed with lately. Uh, so super hyped to find out that the, those vocals are in there. Shout out Bliss Station. Nothing but fucking good things. Shouts out Bickle. Uh, biblical Forever. Uh, Bickle for President. <laughs> uh, a Million Gold. Uh, this was probably my runner-up for Album of the Week. This is this is very up there. Facts. Big ol' Facts. Hyrule. I'm here to certify it as another mutant pute banger because uh, I'm also Let's giving go. it a gold. Yeah, honestly, originally I gave it a silver. And I changed my mind today, this morning, uh, because I was doing a little grocery run and just listening to it again on my way. And something about like listening to it just in a really nice day and everything, I was just like, no, it just hit completely and totally different. Like, the vibes are immaculate. The vibes were genuinely immaculate. It's, walking it, through it feels New like York a city, city album, yeah. 70, yeah, walking through New York City, it's 73 degree weather. Everyone's having a beautiful day after surviving the goddamn Smog. apocalypse for the last three days. No, it was like, 
it was like one of those moments that it's just like damn it's good to be alive and that that was like that that was just the perfect album for that moment the fly i don't know if it's my favorite track just because i really really love apocalypse love song yeah um but overall it's such a good strong album just front to back uh it's a good time this is the the other album that when i said endearing earlier i would use that word wholeheartedly the whole thing is just an endearing project that just makes you feel good i agree shout out bickle we love you bickle (laughs) we love you bickle Bickle. (laughs) come on the podcast let's talk bickle I'm gonna hold you hostage, uh, Jake. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, Bickle, Bickle, Bickle. Well, the one thing I told Jackson last night was that I found out that Bickle, his original artist name was Travis Bickle, which is a taxi driver reference. Sure. But is. then he started having legal trouble, so he dropped the Travis. That's why it's just Bickle. Last time we talked about him, <laughs> last time we talked about him, we all thought his actual literal name was Bickle. <laughs> but <laughs> no, it's a taxi driver reference. Um, That's his name. None That's of us Bickle. got. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed this album. It's also a gold for me. It, it hit the pop in a way that I really like. Pop is really hit or miss for me if it's like too fucking glossy it's annoying but this was it was hitting on some uh like early 2000s vibes i was feeling a little bit just a very cool vibe i the fly is my standout track as well um and uh, he actually put out a music video for it um he posted on twitter saying that like he i don't know why he said this but he said he rides his bike around is that oh he said he doesn't have a license so he rides his right. bike everywhere and that the video <laughs> was just relatable like, the, I mean, the video- he also he lives in la where it's like riding your bike is easier than taking a car half the time because if you're in a car you'll be stuck in traffic for the rest of your life <laughs> right uh but he like filmed the music video at like the first job he worked at which was sonic but it's like abandoned now <laughs> like the sonic closed down so the music video is him just kind of hanging out around this uh, abandoned Sonic, which I thought was funny. <laughs> it goes um, hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Dude's yeah, rock. it's a gold. Uh, this is <laughs> certifiably the most certified banger we've had in a long time. It's a platinum banger. Maybe since From Joy that we've had a sweep like this. Yeah, you're, you're, we're breaking this scale now. Pla- <laughs> platinum status, certified mutant puke banger. Biblical goes crazy. But yeah, we've I think we've done a little a little bit of dick riding, a little you had a little bit of fun doing some dick riding. Uh let's talk about Shmoo, uh Dino Power, Plastic Island. Uh experimental electronic soundscapes from Los Al- Los Angeles, California. We I think initially <laughs> we had just the Fire Tools feature as a song and you were like, "Hey dipshits, there's a whole fucking album." <laughs> uh so we're doing the whole album, baby. All of Dino Power, Plastic Island. Um, I think I definitely enjoyed, like, the features the most. Um, it's kind of cool to have this, like, weird electronic backing tracks with these, like, hard-as-fuck vocals. Um, shout-out Fire Tools. Big shout-out to Fire Tools. Um, had her on for 
an interview lots of episodes ago, so uh, yeah. definitely go check that out as well. Pebble Palace has some really infectious vocal samples uh, used in the instrumental. I think Stone City reminds me of some weird shit Brockhampton would do only for a chorus, uh, but it's like a whole song, which I think is cool. Um, in general, uh, though, I will say this album gives me a lot of anxiety. <laughs> like, <laughs> the music is extremely well produced, but there's just something about like that constant phasing of like the bass and the composition of the songs that just makes me like really on edge, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. Uh, but I, I had to not listen to it in the car. I was like, <laughs> I, I am, I have so much anxiety right now. I got to listen to this later. Uh, Haunted Nighttime, uh, Kohlrabi Casino is probably uh, the best example of that. And it's maybe my favorite track on the uh, record, interestingly enough. And I think the outro is really, really cool on this, on, on that track. Um, overall, I feel like this is something that's kind of in that realm of fire tools. So that was a good, you know, feature to do with this. It has like these almost like eighties inspired grooves and like these like haunting over tuned like vocals sitting in this big mix, uh, that the more I listened to it, the more insane it felt like, I, I just feel, I felt like I was going insane. Uh, but everything about this project was just really, really cool and really out there in like a good way to me. I am going to give it a high silver. Um, I think it could grow into a gold for me because I still think the record is very impressive. Um, but having it be more on the electronic side uh, is just not something I'm a huge fan of normally. I, I, I like more of like your fucking stereotypical weird uh, big instrumentals with like guitars and shit because I'm fucking lame. Uh, but still very, very cool. Uh, Shmoo did a great fucking job with this. Um, and for an experimental electronic soundscape type vibe, shit was really, really cool. Um, Jackson. <clears throat> very interesting listening uh, experience. This is some sort of like acid trip plunder phonics. That's the best way I can describe it. Just so many samples from different sources and so many sound effects and pitches and <laughs> all of that. Um, I thought it was actually very good. Um, I was not bored at all during the entire listening experience. There's quite a bit of features, uh, surprising. Uh, there's oh, yeah. one that has five, four, four. Yeah. <laughs> which, Blood rain sparkle road Good yeah time. which you know for this type of genre with not really any vocals besides like sound effects and squeals and <laughs> shit like that uh for like artists coming together and doing this like must be a difficult process and i think my biggest issue with the album itself is that the songs with more uh artists collaborating are the more tamer ones which can be a good uh thing you know to break up the uh craziness from the rest of the album but i think the ideas really shine when done solo i thought the fire tools uh song i thought that was really well done <clears throat> i would say probably my favorite album or favorite song from the album maybe stone city i'm not yeah. sure why but it's just a good concoction of uh, everything I've said about the craziness and the samples put into it. Uh, and this one song, I'd say, perfectly represents that. So I'm also going to give this a high silver. 
Let's go. Uh, Keely. I, I didn't get to have the same experience that I had with fire tools where I got to do like a long ass drive with like the weather was particularly feeding the vibe of the music and everything. However, I did get to do my first listen of this album with monitors uh, in my office, which honestly helped the experience a lot because the soundscaping on this album is unfucking real. Like, Shmoo is doing some super particular panning work with tracks. There's a lot of, like, heavy compression on some things while letting other synths kind of just exist how they exist. Like, the soundscaping on this album is worth every bit of dick riding and bringing up, like, wow. <laughs> like, production level on fucking a thousand. This is one of the craziest produced things that I think we've listened to so far this year on the podcast from when I've been on. Like... I nothing but but like gold standard production stuff here. The Fire Tools feature was fucking incredible. That's probably my favorite song because the vocals are so powerful. Like the the second the feature rips in, it's just like you're you're hooked. You're in. Like the synths are going fucking crazy. I kind of I had a thought that a lot of the synth work in this, even if it's like a little bit of a weird comparison because they were poppier, is like the synth work reminds me a lot of Devo on this. That they went for really intricately precise sounds to fit each song to like make shit work or they went for the bass synth to be just dialed in right to fit the vibe of the track like on a laser lagoon i noticed that the synth work is like super super particular uh to make it like all sit in the mix with the fucking sporadic drums and shit like i really i did not think i was gonna dig as deep into this album as i did and i i loved it i thought it was fucking great so i'm giving it a gold gold heavy week from keely i thought this shit was great <laughs> and hyro so for this one i kind of give it a low silver uh the front half of the album felt a little too throwing shit at the wall and hitting record and that's fine um that's cool it's a vibe it just wasn't what I was uh, feeling as I was listening to this. I know y'all have sung the praises of Fire Tools feature, but in my opinion, it was just there to be jarring and didn't really add anything other than being jarring, which is why I ended up liking the back half of the record a lot more. Originally, I was feeling a bronze on it on the first half, um, but then the second half, in my opinion, redeemed it a lot. So I'm giving like a low mid silver worth listening to, but... I think there are just a few moments that kind of just like I don't know if it's meant to just wake you up and like make you aware of what you're listening to again or if it what the intended effect was but for me it just felt a little too uh out of place fair enough sorry I kind of zoned out uh what was your rating <laughs> silver silver <laughs> that's not on you that's on me I I it's, like I said it's, it's been all a week. good yeah, it's no, been it, a week. it sounds like everyone's had a week. <laughs> uh, excellent. Yeah, definitely check out Shmoo Dino Power Plastic Island, uh, especially if you like something that's a little bit more experimental and unique. Uh, some very cool stuff and some very good features. Yeah. Two like, spicy like, like, ass uh, albums. Yeah, like like Jackson said. I think it was Jackson said it. There's like there's a fuck ton. There's fire tools, buttons, uh, Galen Tipton, uh, Fever the Ghost is on it twice. Blood's Boy, uh, Thor Harris, and Zach Traeger. I feel like the album title is actually pronounced Dino Power Plastic Island. That's how I interpret it. Moving anyway. on. 
Okay. Guess I'll kill myself. Like, what the fuck? The silence speaks volumes. <laughs> Moving on, though, uh, to Zudamayo uh, Jinkugaki. Gaku. Gaku. Jinkugaku. Nailed it. Uh, Japanese rock group that debuted in 2018. Uh, we reviewed one of the singles from this, right? Yeah, there yeah. were six fucking singles on this album, so we did. We hit one of them. <laughs> we hit one of them, uh, and I'm glad we did. Zunamayo is very, very cool. Um, I enjoyed the variety of like the horn instrumentation on this. I think it has some really solid bass lines and piano parts. I think that really carries it for me. Um, really love like the video game sounding tracks. Like some of them, there was like. Ah, uh, there was one. I couldn't find it when I, I was know going exactly back exactly what the... you're referencing, because I was going to say yeah. the same shit. <laughs> yeah, you can talk about it more in your review, but I'll mention I, I love that track. Um, I do feel like for the longevity of the album, it feels a little bit repetitive to me, um, only because while uh, the vocalist is incredibly talented, I feel like a lot of the range of each song kind of hits the same beats um, throughout the entirety of the record. I still think as a whole, it's really, really fun experience and it's definitely worth a listen. Zudamayo does a really incredible job at mixing like this kind of like, what is it like jazzy sound with this more like poppy, uh, feel. And I, I, I mentioned, uh, when I was listening to it, oh, sorry. Uh, when I, when I was listening to it with poppy in the car, um, that I like that, um, with a lot of, these projects that are like j-rock j-pop kind of stuff um there is a lot more emphasis on interesting instrumentals uh even if it's more of like that poppy or rock sound i feel like uh, a lot of american rock and pop has kind of gone for how can we make the most annoyingly stuck in your head song ever and loses some of the instrumentation i know that's not true for everything there is definitely um, a trend leaning towards some more of like the jazzier stuff and live live instrumental stuff and doing that but i think zudamayo takes that to a whole new level and it's really really fun and interesting um but as a whole be just because of the repetitiveness a little bit for me i am going to give it a high silver uh and now we will hear from jackson zudamayonnaise never heard of this <laughs> great <Jackson>. thank you <laughs> I'm glad that we have uh, the anime openings along with the video game musics for this week. <laughs> um, I don't understand any of the lyrics. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I'll do more research to find lyrics in English. I can't really say anything about it, so... Uh, they could be the best lyrics I've ever heard, and I will not understand it. <laughs> But it would just going be by, a vibe. just a vibe. Yeah, just turn my brain off and just listen to the pretty sounds and air waves. That's just all I can do for this. Instrumentally, I think this was pretty nice. Just a fun boppy anime intro type uh, shit that you hear all the time. Not much more I can say. I'm gonna give this a silver. Uh, Keely, banging. Um, I love, <laughs> <laughs> I love Zudomayo. Um. I'm a little, I, I will say of the variety that this album has to offer, I'm a little bit disappointed that my favorite song still ended up being a single. Um, I think Kira Killer, which we did not cover on here. We covered one of the ballads, but it's a song with the Maury Calliope feature, which is very funny for a lot of reasons. Um, but that song ended up being my favorite because it's just it reminds me the most of the era of Zudamayo that I got into uh, when I got into her music. She's like 
such a dominating force in J-Rock right now. Like, her band is the best of the best musicians. Like, you can hear it in all of the recordings. Like, she has two bass players that are fucking stupid next-level good. The guitar work is fantastic. She's guiding the ship. She writes these songs and then brings them and then says, hey, orchestra, do the fucking thing. Uh, And it really shows in this album that they're finally getting comfortable with their, like, band situation. Like, every song feels like the musicians kind of figured figured out their place in the recording whereas the shit in the past was just like hey you like a fucking orchestra on top of your pop song here you go uh so i like that a lot about this album is that it was way more cohesive than the previous stuff despite having six fucking singles uh that is that is another or a small complaint i could have about this album is we heard half of it before it dropped i know that's how the modern uh release schedule shit works i wish there was a little more new to it uh, but I understand why they had to do what they had to do. Uh, overall, I'm going to give it a high silver. It's not my favorite Zudemeyer release, but I liked it a lot. All right. And Hyro to round us off. Uh, so I agree with a lot of what Ivy said about this being a really good record, but feeling repetitive at times. Uh, I love J-Rock. It's a huge, huge influence on what Elders does. The bass goes crazy, crazy hard the entire time. Uh, you can tell that the the musicianship is just next level on every track, but those tracks do start to kind of blend together a bit. There's some standout tracks that I feel like I've heard before, so they were probably singles. But yeah, I give it a I give it like a, a mid silver just because there's there's a few tracks that just blend a little too well together and it starts to feel a little samey. So I think honestly, this probably could have been cut down a good amount because it is kind of a long record too. So just a little a little trimming of the excess, and I feel like we would have had that problem a little less and probably would have ranked it higher. Fair enough. Yeah, it is It is 53 minutes and 54 seconds long, so it is, uh, you know, a bit on the longer end of the album spectrum. No, uh, no short album gang here. Uh, but yeah, Zudamayo, uh, Jinko Gaki, Gaku, why do I keep saying it like that? You want um, Gaki so bad? <laughs> I want the gaki song. <laughs> You're the fucking oh, worst. Good Keely, lord, my God! <laughs> Absolute fucking monster on the podcast, as always. Thank you, Keely. Okay, hold on. Before uh, we hit nowhere, let me take like a two second piss. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Just piss One. yourself. <laughs> One and a half. Little known fact: uh, Keely's piss comes out and big long rods that just fucking <laughs> fall onto the floor and make a thump that's wait. so horrific <laughs> wait what did you say i don't like that i don't like that at all how does it come out <laughs> no. big fucking rods that fall to the floor and make like a, a thump. rod of he just did the fucking metal pipe ivy <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I have I, uh, yeah needed. I have his yeah me too <laughs> the only way you can tell if you have someone muted and they do that is if you're actually like on the the channel itself it'll yeah. show a little icon for it yeah the Fred Durst N64 icon <laughs> popped up <laughs> join our discord people we got the Fred Durst N64 icon you can use another Subreddits. Okay, we're, we're so, we're so <laughs> back. Subreddits. <laughs> Sub discords. I don't. We're, we're, yeah, we're so join back. our right. subreddit. It's on Discord. <laughs> you can only use them in other discords if you have Nitro. We got uh, stickers. Well, whatever. I'm not talking to the pores. <laughs> I'm talking Ooh, to damn. the people with Nitro. What the fuck, Jake? <laughs> 
classist okay. motherfucker. Keely, you're back, right? Yes, I'm back. We're so back. Let's get into a little dick riding, everybody, to wrap up the episode. <laughs> it's been a long one. We're talking about Knower, Knower Forever, and baby, it is forever. This shit fucking rules. American independent electronic music duo who have gained success releasing music online. The group consists of uh, Lewis Cole and uh, Genevieve uh, Artati. Album first released through Bandcamp, uh, coming to streaming later. Obviously, we had to fucking cop all that shit on Bandcamp and listen to this shit because, oh baby, the singles were fucking crazy. Uh, and uh, honestly, this is easily one of the most impressive and insane albums I have listened to all year. Uh, you know, maybe even in my entire life. This shit is fucking crazy. There's like a full orchestral sound and choir vocals to support the main vocalist and like the, you know, the core of the band, if you will. Um, just fucking unreal. Uh, the singles, the singles still fucking hit. I especially love Crash the Car. I'm going to be real. That shit had such an unreal buildup and emotional impact on me. I straight up fucking cried when that shit released. So, so good. Um, uh, it's full of just these amazing bass lines with these fat fucking tones. The drummer goes absolutely insane. Uh, the vocalist is unreal. Like, this is an easy billion golds. Like, this for this <laughs> week, for this second half of the episode, uh, this is my release of the week. Like, without a fucking doubt. Uh, now I could dick ride this shit forever, but I know that other people definitely have plenty to say about it as well because, uh, like I said, fucking crazy. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass it off. We'll, we'll hear from Jackson now. Why? <laughs> You're on the show. Uh, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> earlier we reviewed, uh, a single called I'm the president. I remember yeah. I thought the song itself was pretty good except for the hook. I didn't really like the hook at all, which is, Wrong. you know, <laughs> Absolutely it's wrong. wrong. That's so wrong. Sorry, I just you know, I didn't like it as much as you guys. But I thought <laughs> you know the other tracks like "Crash the Car." I thought that was much better. This is uh, definitely more of a type of music I would listen to because it didn't have that hook. <laughs> it did um, have a hook though. It did have a hook, and it was uh, more pleasant to listen to. Um, I'm the that, president now. That's epic. <laughs> that's like so good. I'm the president. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's iconic. Epic. <laughs> but yeah, this is definitely... I can understand why you would say this is your re release of the week. I thought this has um, everything for a good vibe. Just chill. Uh, Genevieve did an excellent job. I like her performance and her vocals. I think uh, Crash the Car better exemplifies that. And to be fair, I think with I'm the President, she tried doing something more out there. And I'll give her props for that. But I think it's just more tastefully done on Crash the Car. So I'm going to give this a high silver. Fair enough. Gilly. Ho ho, baby. Uh, tracks five through eight of this record are like the the best four song fucking run of songs uh, of 2023. I'm calling it. Um, wow, this album is like I know we sang very high praises of the first single, and then I screamed about the abyss, even though we didn't review it. Um, 
but I screamed about it on that episode. I adore Noah. I've been following Noah for a really long time. Um, this album was finally, they were like, okay, no electronic. We're doing a full album of just full band shit. Uh, the ballady stuff still hits and still scratches the itch. The The bonus track that came on Bandcamp was very fun. It's just like a noodle and a fuck around track. Do hot girls like chords? I can't answer yes. this question, but let me fucking tell you, I can guarantee hot girls are going to say yes. That shit rules. It was so good. Nightmare is also like one of my most notable tracks. Uh, the Clowncore influence on track five, because Clowncore is part of this whole thing. Like, it, Lewis Cole only per release either gets better or just says, hey, I'm going to just kind of vibe on the sound. He took Nowhere to the very next level with this, and I think him and Genevieve like have been brewing this very special project for a long time, and I think Nowhere Forever is a title that, that very strongly represents this album. It's a fucking million gold for me. This is my release of the week. Like, like <laughs> no, Nowhere Forever for real. Like, what a, what a good album name to describe this shit. Real as fuck. Hyro. This is my album of the year. Just flat out. <laughs> like... I don't know that anything is going to top this. Uh, I'm a huge, huge, huge Lewis Cole fan. Uh, have been for a while. Shout out Adrian from Sunstrife for introducing me to him because, like, genuine life-changing shit. I think I've seen Lewis Cole in his projects more than any other artist that I've seen ever because I've seen him as himself three times. I've seen Nowhere twice here in New York and in Austin. I went out to see them. Uh, and then I did get to see Clowncore here in New York when they were here in December. <clears throat> Banger. Uh, December, February, something like that. They were here in the winter. Uh, so I've seen Lewis Cole in some form or another a bunch of times. Um, I was honestly a little disappointed in his solo album that came out, mostly because it felt a little long in the tooth and it felt like it had too many ballads. Uh, but that had a lot of bangers. I feel like he reserved all of the real, real bangers for this album. Because it just goes so hard. The ballads on this are so much better. They're, they feel more heartfelt and uh, sequenced better as well within the actual like track listing. Uh, they're, they're just nice moments of respite after the just musical insanity that happens throughout it. All of the guest features are insane. Track 5, like Keely said, with the like clear clowncore like, synths, that like disgusting, grimy synth patch is so good. The, the guitar solo on Do Hot Girls Like Chords, Adam Ratner, insane. So good. So, so good. Uh, yeah, also Mono Neon plays bass on half the album, which is really, really sick. That also makes uh, me a little sad, though, because Sam Wilkes is the fucking guy. Sam Wilkes is like one of, of the best bass like, players Sam Wilkes, in the biz. Yeah. Sam Wilkes and Mono Neon are both just killing it on the entire album. There's there's nothing bad that you can see. Jacob Mann, also an incredible keyboardist. Paul Cornish, right? Uh, Ray Thistlesway, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, there's just there's so much. Sam Gendel, just which is funny. Every time I listen to uh, it's nothing. It's all nothing until it's everything. Uh, I'm just like, yeah, no. They're still like on that clown core shit. Same with uh. Is it real nice moment? No, there's a no, no, no. It's the abyss. The abyss is the one that ends with Sam solo, uh, where it's just like those note choices are just straight out. Like he's still in clown car mode. Yeah, I love it. Uh, yeah, no, I absolutely love this album front to back. I can talk about it for way too long, so I'm gonna shut up now. 
<laughs> gold. Easy gold. <laughs> Certified mutant puke banger! We all knew. We, I, I forget who it was particularly, but somebody called. They were like, yeah, when this album drops, it's going to be a fucking banger. <laughs> uh, Jake, you want to wrap us up on Nowhere Forever? Yeah, I think everyone here covered somewhat insanely in depth with the High Rose review. Uh, I didn't know all these connections and threads this band was attached to. You all covered it so well. I, I like this album a lot. I didn't get to listen to it as much as I would like to because I mostly listen to music at work through Spotify with one headphone plugged into my right <laughs> ear uh, as we all know so that's why I'm so qualified to review music I'm the president is easily my favorite song still it's just it's a banger it's like perfect song wow. I'd say almost um and is he as good girls, as frog on the floor um it's close close oh my God. <laughs> um i i think i'm the president is better than frog on the floor to be clear listeners let's go fuck 100 gex baby oh no, that's not God. what i said let's they're neck go. and neck they're neck and neck but <laughs> you know you know in cars when lightning mcqueen sticks out his tongue like that's, a highway. that's nowhere that's nowhere <laughs> um but uh, do hot girls like chords i like that song as well a lot that's a, another highlight for me but i'm excited to listen to it a lot more i think it's really interesting the way they've put it out the this isn't really related to the review at all i, I it doesn't affect the music at all but um it's a gold for me by the way I think it's interesting. They put this album out on Bandcamp where you can only buy it, and they're waiting to put it on streaming services. Uh, I think that's kind of a smart move, honestly. <laughs> In an inter I've never seen that. I'm sure it's happened before, but this is definitely something. That's, that's I, why we skipped Bobbing and uh, Bobbing and uh, Wolfie, was because they're doing Bandcamp first, or Bandcamp exclusive, is a lot of artists yeah. are starting to do that. I think it's interesting. If it does come to streaming later, that's cool. It kind of reminds me of like a movie release i like the way artists adapt to releasing especially with like streaming and stuff i think this is kind of smart especially if you already have a dedicated fan base like if you're just releasing music for the first time i think maybe it's better to just drop it on streaming so you can accrue fans faster but if you're established like someone like from joy i feel like they could put out a record in this manner now after this this last record that came out they could probably you know do Bandcamp first and then like a month later drop it on spotify so that just might be something we run into more i don't know i'm interested to see but yeah that 2023 been crazy been yeah crazy <laughs> for releases like release schedules yeah. releases coming out 2023 been crazy for that shit i know we talk about fantano all the time but i think in a recent video he said 2023 was mid and i mean maybe but dog we, my... we talk about so much new stuff i feel like like i i don't know i think it's pretty popping we before I think it was literally Hyro and I Hyro and I talking about the playlist the other day was like I'm looking at my my best of playlist where I have a rule nothing more than two or three songs from a release like I can't put the whole release in there just for like favorite favorites of this year yeah my playlist from this podcast with how picky I've been because I know <laughs> yeah. there have been issues with how much I hate on shit my playlist is <laughs> still up to five hours and 15 minutes and 85 songs that's nice. insane 
That's fucking crazy. Like, I've never listened to so much music in six months in my life, and I'm stoked. Like, it's cool. My yeah. playlist is just, I'm the president 500 times. <laughs> and you're right to yeah. be that way. Well, this episode is probably kissing and fucking three hours about this point, so <laughs> Ivy, you might want to wrap it up. <laughs> uh, before we get into the outro here, let's uh, let's let Hyro uh, oh, plug yeah, his sure. shit. Sure. So Elders is going on tour this summer with Space Corolla, which Math is a long time coming. My, Math my, Rock Summer 2023. Uh, <laughs> Keely and I have never been on the road together despite knowing each other for this long and being in bands together and just being involved with each other for so long. So God help us all. So it's gonna be it's gonna be rough. <laughs> yeah. Little little mutant puke exclusive. We are also dropping our second EP uh July thirteenth. So Let's go. There you go. We got that. That that will have. uh, It's just going to be EP two. Let's go. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Everything is self-titled until it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That we're very very excited to have that out. So we already released a song from it with uh, Shaquille O'Neal, Patrick Harris, featuring Deja from Yardage, and uh, very excited because the first track off this EP will also be featuring Juanchi from Zeta, as well as uh, Chris Palowich on horns formerly from just friends so just homies doing their thing on our music and it's a huge honor to have them on it very 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 excited for it not to give a spoiler uh, sorry, but it's gonna it's what? gonna be a motherfucking mutant puke gold for my ass for sure i've heard this ep <laughs> so many times already fuck all y'all like it's already a gold okay. for me baby <laughs> if you hear the world and you give it a fucking any sort of swan core mention i'm gonna i don't yeah. i don't know what i'm gonna do uh, but i'm gonna swan lose core, it boring uh, it's gonna be a participation <laughs> for me yeah swan core uh, uh Swan Dead core, vibes uh, is a masterpiece. What, what was the tweet you put out after our review? I'll kill myself I'll if kill someone myself, calls yeah. it Swan <laughs> Yeah. Well. Time to go on Facebook Live. Anyways. <laughs> Not the Facebook Live suicide. Holy fuck. Uh, sorry has stuff coming out at some point during this year we 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 had a very productive weekend and we are slowly but surely getting that wrapped up and ready to go yeah baby um i also do play in another band called boy howdy up here in new york and we actually just recorded music that's more like indie pop stuff so we'll have a three song ep coming at some point in the future yeah i stay busy but if y'all want to keep me busier I'm always happy to to entertain adding my guitar to anything. So <laughs> feel free to hit me up. Hell yeah! Uh, What's your Twitter you, at? Yeah, that's oh what yeah. I was so ask. My, I use the uh, I use the elders Twitter as my own personal stomping grounds, and nobody yeah, can take that away from that. me. <laughs> I I do not have the uh, bandwidth in my brain to have a personal and a band Twitter. It's just exactly the gonna do, I have. Gonna I do one or gonna do neither so i choose just doing the one so elders fl on twitter elders dot fl on instagram elders fl on facebook uh sorry is sorry period uh i think it's sorry underscore period yes <laughs> boy howdy is boy howdy bk i want to say or BK, boy howdy burger band. king Brooklyn, oh. Brooklyn, baby. Uh, home even though none of us Spider-Man live in Brooklyn Whopper. anymore. Yeah, this is the home of the Spider-Man Whopper. <laughs> Miles oh Morales, God. Spider-Man specifically, because Peter Parker is from Queens, Forest yeah. Hills specifically. 
That's true. I Spider-Man. Like, Miles I like, Morales. I like Spider-Man. This is Spider-Man of Brooklyn. I, I, I was about to say, I love that the bit came full circle because in the last episode with, with DJ Craig, uh, when Jake mentions that uh, fucking... The same <laughs> space, episode. Space Coral. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's one big mega episode. Uh, when <laughs> Jake is mentioning the space Corolla tour and shit, Jake goes, "Yeah, Queens, home of Spider-Man." So uh, oh, come yeah. catch elders <laughs> yeah. and space Corolla playing in the home of Spider-Man, home the of Spider-Man. Spider-Man. The yep. I'm gonna keep saying that every <laughs> every <laughs> every time every time anybody mentions Queens, just always say the home of Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not the nanny. The oh, nanny. Put to, you put some Fran respect Drescher. on Fran Drescher. No, no, no. Name. Put some fucking respect on Fran Drescher, okay? No, I, I enjoy. Okay, damn. Put the gun down. <laughs> I used to watch that shit no, on. It, uh, was, it was. It was somebody who was just Nick like Tunes. the nanny. <laughs> no, that was me. Hell yeah! I just uh, no. like Spider Man to the nanny. That's what you associate Hell, yeah. New York both, with. The both nanny? Queens royalty. They are Queens royalty <laughs> right there. Alrighty. Jesus well. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Thanks so much, Hyro, for being on the episode. <laughs> and thanks to our audience for listening to the episode. It's been a long one. Yeah. Uh, there have been some very high highs and there have been some low lows. I apologize. Uh, thanks to Matt Burridge for our theme song and thanks to Kyle Culp for our artwork. Uh, please consider following us and rating us five stars on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It helps us get out to more people. It's really, really good for the album and we love you so much for it. Uh, please join the album. The album. <laughs> Fuck Algorithm. off! I'm doing the outro. Eat my ass. Please join our Discord <laughs> and hang out with us. Uh, link is in the is in the show notes. Yeah, we'll go ahead and plug our shit. You can find me uh, on you know fuck my normal Twitter. You can find the band Twitter for <laughs> New Witch's Tongue, uh, of which I do that with our good friend Keely here. Um, no, 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 no. You got to give me the, the login band. shit. I'm not giving you the login shit. I saw what you posted about feed on the sorry account. <laughs> I'm not ready for that on the new witch's tongue account. Uh, and I think I got it covered. Uh, I posted yeah, the only people who have access to that. Sorry, Twitter are me and Keely really, uh, or at least the only people who use it. And I know for a fact that wasn't me. So <laughs> looking at you, uh, but yeah, you can find us on Twitter at NWT underscore band. Um, I think on Instagram it's just New Witch's Tongue Band or the same thing. Who fucking knows? Uh, go check <laughs> us out. We're also on Spotify. Um, that's the only thing I really do. Jackson, do you have shit to plug? Do you want to plug some shit? Uh, nah. Okay. Uh, Keely, you can go ahead and plug your shit. Uh, life is cool. I like doing studio stuff. I am I am studio person. Come and let me like studio you. Uh, <laughs> at Kodo Sound Audio on Instagram. Uh, at underscore Koto sound on Twitter. That's probably the main place where you'll see my big funny haha's uh, influencer <laughs> status ha- hashtag influencer niche micro celebrity. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that uh, my 200 follower count just broke recently, and my fucking wiener huge. <laughs> <laughs> I do a lot of music things. Uh, please let me play for your band. I'm trying to break my PB. My PB was 10 bands in one year. Uh, I'm currently at six. So let me high five your band and be in it, and then I can add it to my roster. <laughs> Uh, it's like collecting yeah. Pokemon cards. Like, I'm just trying to go for the ultra rare. You feel me? And to be clear about uh, Keely's studio stuff, uh, she offers a large variety of stuff, including uh, live <laughs> sessions and many production <laughs> things. So definitely, uh, you know, hit her up for that shit. Yeah, uh, better uh, add live than sessions, me. reamping, like stuff that you you may have already recorded and your guitar tones sound like shit. Just send them over. 
Yeah, she does it all, and she's great at it. Uh, and that will be seen on the new witch's tongue shit coming out at some point. Obviously, I can't say more than that because I, I, I still got to finish it. But I just wanted to be clear. The results we're getting so far are excellent, so definitely please hit Keely up for that. Uh, Jake, do you have some shit you want to plug before we wrap this thing up? Yeah, rest in peace, Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber. He died in federal prison. R.I.P. <laughs> what a way to end this double episode. Holy fuck, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Yo, man. Will's Pub. Will's Pub on Wednesday. Remind oh, Will's Pub yeah, on Wednesday. It. Strandberg, give us money. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, Strandberg. Uh, <laughs> if, if we hadn't, haven't said it five billion times before, we will be at Will's Pub on Wednesday... June 14th for the Woodland Creatures 3 uh, tours final show uh, with I Met a Yeti uh, Letters Depart and there's someone else on that? Charlene Joan. Charlene Joan, yes. So definitely come check that out if you want to see some good bands play and also meet the dumbasses you listen to today, uh, including myself. But yeah, once again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Thanks for bearing with us through this incredibly long episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, and we will see you again next week, baby. Goodbye. Know her. I hardly know her. All right. <laughs> <laughs>